It's six o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, experts say the St Albans sinkhole was on the site of an old clay mine. Investigations continue into a fatal explosion at Hoddesdon and shoppers charged for plastic bags from this morning. BBC Three Counties Radio. An old clay mine is the cause of a 60-foot wide sinkhole which has appeared in St Albans. Experts from British Geological Survey have been examining the hole which opened up overnight in Fontmel Close on Thursday. Ollie Bayliss reports. Experts have confirmed that the St Albans Street has been built over an old Victorian brickworks, which have left underground holes where clay has been mined. They believe that a thin layer of chalk supporting the street is likely to have been eroded away by water, causing the road to collapse last Thursday. Police are continuing to question a man following an explosion in Hoddesdon which killed two people. The blast took place at an industrial unit on Saturday afternoon. Catherine Boyle reports. Emergency services were called to the unit on Plompton Road where they found three men injured. They were taken to hospital but one in his 40s and another in his 30s later died. A third man who's in his 20s with minor injuries has now been discharged. A 40-year-old man from Hoddesdon has been arrested on suspicion of health and safety offences and manslaughter by gross negligence. Police were appealing for witnesses to a fatal accident at Gosmore near Hitchin yesterday morning. The crash involving a single blue Peugeot took place on Preston Road in the early hours. A second person who was in the car is being treated in hospital. A woman from Chesham whose relatives fled Syria has written to the government asking for help to bring them to the UK. Nijua Huiji has an aunt and cousins living in a refugee camp in Lebanon. She told Three Counties Radio she's doing all she can to get them here. We have um, sent uh, letters to the Home Office and uh, we represented our petition to the uh, local MP Cheryl Gillen and we sent in a letter to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees to try and get my family um, selected. Shoppers will have to pay at least five pence for plastic bags at supermarkets and large shops from this morning. The government hopes it will cut their use by 80%. Finton Hastings is from the British Retail Consortium. We've already seen a significant drop in the number of plastic bags used in England since 2006. We've gone down by about a third, so we are seeing progress. But if we want to see the major progress we've seen in the other parts of the UK, between 70 and 80% reductions, a charge seems to be the way to go based on experience there. In sport, Liverpool have sacked manager Brendan Rodgers after three and a half years in charge. Watford drew one all with Bournemouth in the Premier League, while the MK Dons got a draw in the Championship. It was another victory for Luton Town in League Two, but defeat for Wickham Wanderers and Stevenage. The weather will be windy and cloudy with rain for most of the day. Top temperatures today around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. I'm a truck. I'm a truck. Say, mister, are you a truck? Yeah, yeah, I'm a truck. Can I have a ride? Sure, hop in. Oh, I'm a truck. I'm a truck. Say, mister, you ride good. Mind if I turn on the radio? Go ahead. Now the chart topper on this week's top 30 countdown. I'm a truck. I'm a truck. Morning. In Lee BBC Three Counties Radio, I come to a wounded, nay, a dying studio. Nothing works, dear listener, nothing works. It's only cost you... Let me just hang on a second. Um, £25 million of your licence fee to pay for this. 
<laughs> the one that was built with Lego works better than this. Nothing's working. Apart from me, twice as hard as usual. Busy show this morning. The question on everyone's lips is, what have you put your hand in that you'd rather you didn't? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. That's that's the question on everybody's lips. I'll tell you why, he said, as he frantically uh, fiddled with his um, his iPod. This this um, And now there's an echo in here as well. Fun times, fun times. <laughs> Can you hear the echo? Is it just me hearing an echo? It's just you. OK, right. Well, that makes it uh, all, the, all the better. Um, so the, the, this weekend, the downstairs toilet, oh, luxury, two dumpers. <laughs> No, you don't do that downstairs. That's the rule of my no, you don't. No, you don't. I'll tell you why. Because it, it, there's a window out, out onto the world, OK? Frosted glass. Yeah. You can see through frosted glass. Yes, you can. You may not be able to see exact measurements and girth, but you can see bits and pieces. You can certainly see a man pull down his trousers <laughs> and sit down for five or ten minutes. Oh, God, how long is this window? Normally, it's just a little tiny one at oh, the top. Oh, it's the full... It's the, the full McCoy. <laughs> wow. It's the full McCoy. So you're a picture window. It's not even a phrase. Um, but so, uh, but the boys like to. And uh, anyway, uh, it was blocked. Okay, it's been blocked all weekend, and I was I was kind of had a list of things to do, and one of those things to you you sure you can't hear that dull echo? No. Flip this. Um, one of the, uh, the the things to do was to uh, unblock this toilet. And um, it was, it was, uh, I'm going to turn those off. There we go. There we go. That'll, Is that what uh, I was doing? Hang on a second. Let me talk. Yeah, that was what I was doing. For some reason, those speakers are doing something they shouldn't do. There's a surprise. I look forward to it being fixed once I've left. Um, so I had to, right up to the top. The water was wow. right up to the top. And you'll get this, Shags. Yeah. Um, it was, there were stools floating around. Oh. I mean, it was full on. Train spotting. I did it with a, I did it with a, a toilet brush. But all that did was ruin a toilet brush. That went in the bin. Couldn't use marigolds because marigolds only just go past your wrist. They would have filled up. Ugh. It would have filled up. <laughs> so I had to I had to just go, um, yeah. Sleeve rolled up to the shoulder, arm down there. And I, I, was, and I'm, I was making a fist. Because I had, I had no plunger. You're right, I'm not going to say it, but that's what I was doing. I had no plunger, so I had to create a vacuum. Wow. I learned this technique. <laughs> Uh, things you've learnt from Hollywood superstars. I learnt this technique of unblocking a toilet from, ladies and gentlemen, Mr Ma- uh, Mahoney himself from the Police Academy movies, Steve Guttenberg, taught me this. Steve Guttenberg, in a Japanese restaurant, taught me how to unblock a toilet using just my fist. Um, and I did. You make a fist, you make sure it fills the gap, and you, you, you let's use the word punch... I was punching a toilet to try and extract faeces. Good morning. I hope you're enjoying your breakfast. Haters gonna hate. Um, and it took 15 minutes. Good grief. I could smell it. I was breathing it. It was disgusting. 15 minutes. But ladies and gentlemen, I did it. James Herriot. Right there. I remember the scene. That was a cow, though, not a toilet. Well, still a pipe. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. What? Oh, gents. Sod off. <laughs> I just go, Jen. Do you know what, Jen? I'm blocking your texts. Go Goodbye. away. You're a horrible, nasty little woman. Um, and uh, so, so that was uh, Saturday. Uh, this morning, I dropped, and I'm, I'm sorry to go on a lavatorial bench so early on, but um, I had, I was, I did a wee wee in the toilet. It was a, a toilet that had been full of wee wee all night. Go a couple of times. I'm, you know, I'm an old man. 
and I had my, my watch between my teeth as I was urinating. Oh. And I felt my mouth stumble and it went in there. Why were you holding your watch in your mouth? How are you going to tell the time that way? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, <laughs> suffice to say, my hand went straight in there. I thought nothing of it. No. Oh, 03459 four double five five double five. What have you put your hand in that you'd rather you not? Oh, and Dealey's back from the brink of death. They said you're not normal. Don't you sing r and I said I got no rhythm and I got With me, can you hear me? No, it's another thing. They say, Why'd you wear a shirt and tie? Now that's a bit bizarre. I said, I like to look good when I go on stage, drumming my guitar. I like to sing my songs about real life things like good times and romance. And I prefer to do it in my skinny jeans and minuscule hot pants. Every man has a Because this baby got no back. Morning, guys. Uh, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Uh, he's back from. He's he's stared death in the face, and Justin Dealey is back. Um, and uh, we will speak to him later on. But boy, oh boy, isn't it great to have? Um, what's his name? Justin. And do you know what? He's smelling amazing. He smells amazing, like a sexy lady boy. <laughs> he really does, and they do smell amazing. Um, <laughs> which is what makes them one of the reasons they're so attractive. Now. Last week, a 60-foot sinkhole appeared in a street in St Albans. Police are looking into it. Guys, anybody? Yeah, it was a good one. I mean, but come on. That, I mean, that really... Uh, it was excellent. Let's, let's uh, just try that on Shags. Shags. Yeah? I don't know if you've heard this story. No. Last week, a 60-foot sinkhole appeared in a street in St Albans. Police are looking into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I... I, I Wow, yeah. I mean, that's just... Uh, let's try that again. Let's uh, Hang on, let me just try this with the audience. The audience are... Uh, 
are queuing up outside. Let's uh, we've, we, let's usher them in and let's see what they have to say. Okay, audience, are you ready? Last week, a 60-foot sinkhole appeared in a street in St Albans. Police are looking into it. Wow, tough crowd. Tough crowd. It's early. It's, a, it's early. And Steve Boothby and Wendy Rowe are leading those uh, <laughs> those guys. Um, we've worked out why, though. Turns out that Fontmel Close was built over a Victorian brickworks with clay pits left unfilled. Catherine Boyle has got more. Catherine, you have been looking into this. Oh, guys, come on. Yeah. Around 1.30am on Thursday morning, this 60-foot-wide crater opened up in Fontmel Close in St Albans. Yes. Ten metres deep. Appeared in the road, meaning that it happened in the road so that no houses collapsed. So that was good news. Phew. However, it did cut off their water, gas and electricity supplies for more than 50 properties. Uh, the people who were evacuated to a nearby um, community centre were told it could take weeks before they can get home. A whisper in the office is that we've been speaking to the British Geological Survey about it. Is that true? The whisper's correct. What have they said? They've been looking into this since Thursday. Oh, they like it when you do it. Thank you, thank you. Unbelievable. Thank you. All right, all right, all right. They're saying that these houses, which were built in the 1970s, have been built on top of an old brickworks, yeah. which date back to Victorian times, and the underground holes where clay has been mined has just been covered over. Oh. Geologists believe that a relatively thin layer of chalk was all that was supporting the road, and this is likely to have eroded by been eroded by water from a burst drain or a leaking oh, pipe. Man which is why the road collapsed in such a dramatic fashion. And we've also been told that the sinkhole is not actually a sinkhole. A giant hole is caused by man-made factors that it's technically called a crown hole Guys, rather than a sinkhole. let's get this right. It's a crown hole. The hole is crowning. It's The hole is not sinking. No, which is formed naturally a sinkhole. Uh, so what's happening with this? Remind me of the, the term? Crown, crown hole. hole. What's happening with this crown hole? Well, on Friday, 77,000 litres of quick-drying <laughs> concrete were poured into this crown hole to try to stabilise <laughs> it. it. They're not playing games here. Uh, uh. A further 100,000 litres of concrete was poured in on Saturday and was left to set yesterday. And Hearts County Councils tell us that today a further 100,000 litres of foam concrete brought in by lorries, in case yeah. you were wondering, yeah. will be poured in. Uh, they're hopeful that later this week that utility services will be restored to much of the street, although they say it will still be weeks before people can return to their homes directly around that crown hole. You had a question, right? Mm. And I'm, I'm assuming that we know this, what with us having spoken to the, what I'm now calling the BGS, mm. the big friendly giant, big, big British Geographic Geological so Survey. Um, are there other holes in that street? There might well be. Well, no, hang on, is that, there might well be or there are? They're saying that it was built over brickworks and there are more than one, You're more surmising, than one you're surmising. Are you surmising? I am. You're shrugging? Well, ask Shags, because Shags looks at the original hey, map. Hey, Shaggy. Hello. Oh, Shaggy. What you gonna do, Shaggy? Uh, are there more holes? Uh, are there more, no? Are there more um, brickwork mines? There, there are more brickwork mines. Um, it, it, basically, it's that whole area. He's um, using his finger to um, sorry. draw a hole. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to help you guys. Um, I can't remember the name of the, the area. It's... Uh, St Albans. Weekend. St, yeah, St. St Albans is built over a giant clay pit. North St Albans, there are a couple of brickworks. One which is directly underneath uh, Fontenelle Close. Oh. Um, th there's another one to the west of it, um, but there's only wow. a couple there. So are you saying that there are definitely going to be more crown holes this week opening up? Um, I'm not saying that. Because uh, that the, would be terrifying if you were. The Geological Survey want to look at what's been, what's been going on, and I know uh, the University of Hertfordshire are going to be looking at the surrounding area as well. Thank you very much indeed, Shaggy. Much appreciated. 03459. Four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
the northbound A1M closed this morning between junctions 9 and 10. Letchworth up to Stotfold because of a police incident. It's been closed off since around 2 o'clock this morning. Norton Road between Ickneal Way and Norton Berry Lane. And Norton's also closed. And uh, we understand that uh, there is a diversion still in place, taking the A505 east, then the B197 into Bulldog, right at the end of the high street towards Royston, and left, then left onto Station Road, and then north back to the A1M at junction 10. Now, the westbound A414, that's also closed this morning towards the M1 from the Park Street roundabout. That's where the closure point is after a serious accident that happened just after 2 o'clock this morning. M25, anti-clockwise already queues 21 to 19, round towards Watford. The southbound M1 uh, looking heavy on the sensors passing Toddington services. No reported problems, though, for trains uh, this morning. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. James, thank you so much. I mean, we're sincerely thanking you. 03459 455 555. You can call us about what you've put your hand in. You can give us a call about anything you want, to be honest. You know, we're very, very slack here. 616, it's Monday, the 5th of October. We're all going to die. Not today, that's not the news headline. I just mean, just think about it. At some point, guys, it's game over. These are the headlines. Experts say a sinkhole in St Albans was on the site of an old clay mine. Police are still questioning a man following an explosion in Hoddesdon which killed two people. And all large shops will begin charging for plastic carrier bags from this morning. And that's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? Make yourself happy on BBC One. We've witnessed the highs. The flavour of the... No, no, we're not. Come on, we're not. We don't... Listen, guys. I know we're all one BBC, Catherine, but we don't, sir. Uh, well, you're right. What? Bake yourself happy. I'm Sounds not, no, filthy. No, 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 no. We, we're all one BBC. But the day that um, um, uh, Paul Hollywood or Claudia Van Winkleman uh, <laughs> do trails for this show yeah. on their shows, then we'll do trails on this show for their shows. I don't think they need our help. They don't need. Listen, if we if we don't play the trail for, I thought the Bake Off had finished. No. I thought the controversial Muslim woman had won and the other woman didn't win because no, no. she didn't, quote Daily Mail, make a chocolate mosque. No. That's an actual Daily Mail thing. It's outrageous, Ma- isn't Maybe it? if she made a chocolate mosque, she would have stood a better chance. Maybe if she hadn't muffed up repeatedly. <laughs> she'd have been all right. What uh, have you muffed up repeatedly? Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. To my world. So the bake-off still goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. On this, listen. They're not going to lose. What, what that gets? What like twelve million viewers yeah, or something? Yeah, bazillion. Yeah. They don't. They don't need us. What? What? Uh, what they need, of course, is a track from the first Gene Simmons solo album, and that's what they're going to get. This.
I, do you know what? The more I think about it, the more I love that song. It's good. It's nice. It's Gene Simmons from Kiss trying to be the Beatles. It does sound a bit George Harrison-y. Do you want to know? <laughs> I love I, I love that album. I, I did go through a big Kiss thing. We, we, we talked about this on Friday, uh, Saturday show, uh, and we can do this again today. G- great moments in rock. And I'll tell you why that's a great moment in rock, because Kiss, one of the biggest bands in America at the time, uh, and they're thinking, we want to make more money. We want dollar. We want more dollar. And if we release an album, we're going to get dollar. We want more dollar. And they all went kind of at the same time, I know how to do this. If we all release, there's four of them, if we all release a solo album on the same day, we'll all get four times the money than if we just released a Kiss album. They released the four solo albums all at the same time, the same day. They sold about 26 copies of all. And then the Kiss machine started collapsing around their ears. You told me that half of Kiss were uh, coked up their eyeballs. Half, yes, half were. And surprisingly, the guy that was coked up the most delivered the best album. It, it was true. his idea, you see. <laughs> well, this is a, this, the Gene Simmons album is a treat. This is this is how the Gene because Gene Simmons at the time Kiss was still a mystery. No one, no one knew what Kiss looked like. They'd never been seen without their makeup apart from one competition. They did a brilliant competition, right, where um, there were going to be ten winners, and the ten winners won a brown envelope. Okay, brown. This is before Snapchat, guys. They, Kiss invented Snapchat. They had a brown envelope, and they opened the envelope, and there was a picture of all four members of Kiss without their makeup wow. on, and they're going, "Whoa, this is awesome." But after five minutes, the picture faded to nothing. Really? <laughs> yeah, isn't that cool? That's very cool. Is, is that Snapchat? Yeah, I think yeah, I, sent, Snapchat. I send Shaggy a picture of my winkle and it disappears. Yeah. Is that what happens? Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time. What, in real life? Or? <laughs> Um, why, oh, why was the makeup thing? Is it because they're just okay-looking blokes, but they weren't hot? They were well. They were really into uh, two bands. Kiss were influenced by Slade and um, the New York Dolls, and the New York Dolls were a lot of makeup, and they just took it to the. Uh, they'll, they'll say it's all to do with Japanese kabuki. Away, Thank you very much yeah, indeed. Because no, I nearly flipped the older. Um, say it again. Kabuki. Thank you very much indeed. Um, it's not. Let me just copy it. Anyway, but but it's great because now they can never age. They're all in their late sixties. They look. Well, they look Gene the same. Gene Simmons is doing his best. Well, yeah, but with with the makeup on, they look the yeah. same. The makeup <laughs> and the wigs, they look the same. It's not even. It's not even the same drummer and guitarist. You don't know that. They look the same. Genius. Oh three. But the, but anyway, the, the the point was Gene Simmons uh, was perceived as as being kind of like the devil. Everyone, you know, people thought that Kiss stood for Knights in Satan's Service, right? <laughs> Did they? Did. they did. <laughs> and so Gene Simmons was uh, perceived as being this kind of dark satanic figure. He had right? a very long tongue. Before we knew, before we knew, there, there were rumours that he'd had a cow's tongue transplanted. <laughs> the 70s are great, weren't they? <laughs> this is, that was a thing that people thought. Uh, before we knew uh, that, you know, actually they were, they were sh- uh, uh, shysters and shucksters. Hucksters, shysters yeah. and hucksters who were just after your buck, okay? Before we knew that, we all everyone thought they were like demons and stuff like that. <laughs> and so they expected the Gene Simmons album to be like dark, satanic kind of thing. This is how the Gene Simmons album starts, right? And so everyone thought, oh, God, yeah. Gene's was the biggest seller, I think, the second biggest seller. And it was like, oh, yeah, this is really, uh, this is really satanic. This is, uh, flipping it. This is, um, God, this is scary. And it gets scarier. This is people going, wow, this is actually genius. This is, this rocks, man. So you put this on and go flip on it. This is Sanctum. suck. They did have an album called Suck My Kiss. So they're going, um, everyone's going, wow, this is really satanic. This is, uh, this is dark, man. Quick, turn the lights off, draw the pentagram, get the candles lit, and then... 
soft rock. <laughs> oh, soft rock, I see, right. Oh, it's all right. Soft rock, hang on. Great rhyme. I told you when I, well, years ago, I used to present a very rude show called The 11 O'Clock Show on television. And um, I was in hospital and, and I was in a lot of pain. And I was about to have an injection of sweet, sweet morphine into my bum. And as the guy was flicking the needle, he said, you're that bloke off the telly, aren't you? Like, yes! <laughs> went, yeah. Uh, you, had a pic, you had a picture of me and underneath you had the caption, lazy scrounger. <laughs> oh. Then he, he rudely inserted his um, needle into my bottom. And um, boy, oh boy, it was the most unpleasant one of the most unpleasant things I've ever had done to my bottom. <laughs> Justin, we'll, we'll talk more about your your, your brush with yes. death later on. It's good good to have you back. You're, you're fit and well, yeah? I'm fit and well, boss, okay, yeah. Well, we, 95%, yes. Okay, we, we, we're going to have more insight into uh, Justin Dealey's hospital diary coming up later on. But before that, Justin, it's not about us. Yeah. It's about a woman who's hitting out at Central Beds Council for refusing to help her charge her mobility scooter. At the moment, Theresa Howe has to drop a cable... Oh, hang on, it has to drop an extension cable, sorry, out of her council flat window. Um, you right, Kath? Yeah. The council's refusing to install an outside tockets, uh, socket, saying it's not part of their general day-to-day -day budget. Daly, tell us why this socket is so important. Uh, this socket is so important because uh, Teresa has a number of disabilities, uh, which include arthritis, uh, asthma. She lives in a central Bedfordshire council property in Dunstable. Now, what she did, she bought a mobility scooter to give herself more independence to allow her, for argument's sake, to take her dog for a walk. So she keeps this scooter outside, uh, outside the building, and she has to then get up to the, the stairs to get into the flat. Now, as the council had already installed a stairlift for her and a wet room, which is very very, very nice. Mm. She just assumed that they would be installing an outside socket to allow her to safely charge her mobility scooter up. Well, at the moment, she has to charge it by running a cable out of her door and through an upstairs window, so we she's all, not happy. We all know what assume makes out of both you and me. What happened when she approached the council then? Well, uh, at first, it seemed like things would be straightforward. Uh, Central Bedfordshire Council sent out an area maintenance surveyor to look at the situation. He agreed that uh, the method of charging was not appropriate and agreed that an outside socket was the best solution. However, he said that she'd need to get the go-ahead from the council to get one installed. After hearing nothing for a week, she then called the council and they told her that the council couldn't then install the socket. 
flip. Uh, the Central Beds Council, what have they said? Uh, well, we approached the council three days ago for an explanation on this. They haven't given us any comment. We were told that a statement had been written, but their press team couldn't get it signed off. Well, maybe you should do. Uh, we do, however, have the letter the council wrote to Teresa confirming that she won't get a socket. It says the council, unfortunately, do not supply sockets for scooters under the general day-to-day -day budget. Justin, we'll speak more. Oh, uh, uh, could you take it to the street? What have you put your hand in? That yes, you'd rather absolutely. not have, please. Tread yeah. delicately. Tread delicately. Justin, great to have you back. We'll speak more in a bit. 03459 555. I'd like your thoughts on that one. Um, you know, the, the council have provided a wet room. They've provided loads and loads of things. Uh, a charging socket outside? I don't... I don't know. I guess we've got an ageing population. It will get used in the future. Why do Asians need it more than... Others. Aging. Aging. I'm yeah. so sorry. These head headphones are not particularly clear this morning. 03459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Number of problems already this morning. The northbound A1M closed between junctions 9 and 10, Letchworth to Stopfold with a police incident. It's been closed off since earlier this morning at around 2 o'clock. The closure went in and there is a diversion in place. A414 south of St Albans now it's closed westbound from the Park Street roundabout up to the M1 for accident investigation work. There's a diversion south down the A405 and then back onto the M1 from junction 6. Now the anti-clockwise M25 is partially blocked at 20. There's an accident at the King's Langley turn-off. Uh, thanks to Paul his update queues from 21 already uh, so usual uh, worse than usual obviously on that anti-clockwise m25 and uh, trains looking good no reported problems james wally bbc three counters radio across beds hearts and bugs this is bbc three counties radio It's half past six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, experts say a large sinkhole which appeared on a street in St Albans is on the site of an old clay mine. Work will continue this morning to fill it. Police are continuing to question a man following an explosion in Hoddesdon which killed two people. The blast took place at an industrial unit in Plumpton Road. And shoppers will have to pay at least five pence for plastic bags at supermarkets and large shops from this morning. The government hopes it will cut their use by 80%. The weather will be windy and cloudy with rain for most of the day. Top temperatures today around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool have sacked manager Brendan Rodgers after three and a half years in charge. The German Jurgen Klopp is seen as the frontrunner for the job. Former England striker Ian Wright had this to say about the former Watford boss's departure. With the Suarez season where he had Suarez and Sterling and Sturridge and Gerrard and Coutinho, and when you've got great players like that, they, they feed off each other. Great players make other players great around them. I think that that's where he was fortunate. And I think that off of the back of that, everything's just gone downhill. And I just think that it was... It was just time. Watford drew one all with Bournemouth in the Premier League and the MK Dons got a draw in the Championship. Luton Town secured their fourth win in a row with League in League Two with a 4-1 victory at Hartlepool. Assistant manager Terry Harris praised his side's goalkeeper. We're fortunate that we got... Elsewhere, it was defeat for Wickham Wanderers and Stevenage. In rugby, England's head coach Stuart Lancaster says he'll decide whether to resign after the World Cup. England were knocked out of the competition after losing to Australia. Ireland are through to the quarterfinals, beating Italy 69, but their captain Paul O'Connell says they didn't play that well. Probably a disappointing performance, very inaccurate. You know, I think we just put too many balls down, and when we do that, 
we can't play our game and um, give them a lot of momentum. I think you can't turn over ball to them. Guys like Gory, Parise, Luke McLean, they're all excellent players. When you hand them ball on a plate like that, they'll do damage to you, and they nearly did. And it was only for a great try-saving tackle by Peter Mann. He kept us in the game. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at 7 o'clock. Can you make a tune? You can sing a tune? You can play a tune on an instrument? You don't, um, you don't, um, you don't, um, 
you don't have enough songs these days where they uh, mess around with the speed, where they slow down and when they speed it up. They'll come back. Come I, back I, I hope right? so, guys. I re- if there are any young disc jockeys out there uh, and you're creating music in your bedroom, um, like Daniel Bedenfield did. He yeah. didn't. No. He didn't create that song in his bedroom. What was his song? Not the not the ballad. What was the ballsy one? What was the one oh, like balls? Got to gotta get through this. I gotta get through this. I gotta get through this. I gotta get gotta get gotta get gotta get gotta get through this. I've gotta fit a sis. I've gotta fit a sis. But that bloke, the wheelchair guy. Wowzers! Gosh. Who sang "Get Get Down"? Get 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 Down. That one. He did that in his bedroom, didn't he? Um, let me just check with. Can I just check something with Shags? Is that right? Yeah. You're right. Just wait for this yeah. one. So can I put you on hold? Yeah. Shags, yeah. with the BBC, yeah. are we allowed to say that wheelchair guy? We just have. Thanks very much indeed. Okay, I have no I idea. I don't think that was the name of his band. Ni- okay, uh, we can. Oh, God. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Catherine. You stumbled on, on today's other phone in. Um, pop stars in wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. I, can think of, I can think of a few. Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah, but he's only temporarily. No, in don't one. Matter- it don't matter. We're not, right. Hey, we're not going to discriminate here, guys. If um, we're not going to discriminate, they can be in a wheelchair for a short period of time. Okay. Um, Reardon McShay. Sorry. Reardon O'Reilly. No. Nope. Reardon O'Deardron <laughs> from the Cranberries. Oh, Dolores O'Reardon. That's the fella. She famously did um, Top of the Pops in um, a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, the guy. There was a guy who did a cover of "I'm a Believer" in 1976. And I can't remember his name. He's quite a fa- Robert Robert Wyatt, and um, he came. He was he had, he had a terrible version of uh, I'm a Believer, but he had a bit quite a big hit with it. And he was on top of the pops, and he turned up in the wheelchair, and they went, "Oh blimey! Um, well, we've got a nice we've got a nice stool for you to sit on." He said, "Well, why?" He said, "We don't want to see the wheelchair. It'll put people off. <laughs> not, not showbiz enough. <laughs> it's, not, it's not showbiz enough. What do they want? Spokey dokies? Oh, three four five nine four double five five double four. It's genuinely a good one. There's another guy. Um, I think he died. Um, 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 uh, um, oh, I've got one of his albums, and for years I had a tape of one of his albums, and I thought this is a really avant guard album. I'd like loads of kind of backwards radio playing throughout the whole." album turns out my sister had just taped it on cheap tape <laughs> <laughs> so what was so on the bleeding. other side it, it, it bled through um oh guys the singer songwriter michael stipe used to rave about him um uh, gosh this is like a conversation with my mum oh i don't i won't oh what's his name um oh um El, not elliot elliot gould no he was in the devil and max devlin um oh hey. vic chestnut Oh, you've never heard Vic Chestnut? No. You've never... Oh, you'd like Vic Chestnut. You reckon? You would like Vic Chestnut. I mean, okay, hang on a second. Hang on once. Oh, no, I cannot play you Vic Chestnut, I'm afraid. Why? Because I... Oh, here we go. Oh. Can't play the one I wanted to play. But imagine this with backward radio through it. (laughs) Listen to it. Here comes the voice. Here comes the voice. Listen to this voice. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, Vic. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's nice. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to see if I can get gravity of the situation. It's a downer, but boy, oh boy, what a downer. Speaking of... Oh. Wow, Justin's um, transferred himself to the uh, 1940s and an old crackly 78 record. Good morning, Justin. Nope. There's, there's, there's no Justin there. There's no Justin there. We'll get Justin. Uh... Oh, he's in. The, he's over there. Uh, sorry, I'm just going back to an old um, thing that says on my screen. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Pop stars in wheelchairs, please. If you'd be so bold. Oh, and by the way, if you've ever seen a pop star injure themselves, ideally by falling off of a stage. No, I've only seen Paul Simon break a nail. 
And that was a big palaver. Wowzers. Yeah. Paul you had to Simon. go and get it um, st- stuck back on. Oh, Paul Simon. Oh, Paul Simon, I've got my nail. When was that? In Boots? No, it was at the National uh, Exhibition Centre in Birmingham. The Birmingham NEC. My mum, my auntie Sandra and me went to see the Rhythm of the Saints tour. Oh, no, that rubbish. Yeah, it was good. And then afterwards, we lost the car and we had to go up to the man, one of the stewards, and say, we, we can't find our car. And he said to my mum, where have you come from? And she went, well, Manchester originally. I said, he said, no, what direction? <laughs> when I was when I was younger, so much younger than today, and let, let's be honest and say that my life was a little bit cloudy, I would lose my car all the time. I would have to, I got to the point where I would have to leave the flat 45 minutes early if there was any chance of me finding where on earth I'd parked my car. My first car was a silver Corsa, like everybody else's. Yeah, I was always trying to get into other people's cars. Always. Oh, I, I've done that. I've done that. The keys I, work, didn't they? Well, yeah, they do. But but also, I got. I, I don't. Um, I don't. Oh, <laughs> guys. I, okay. If I know I'm not going to be long, I don't lock my car. Right. And um, so I, I got into got into my car, and um, there was a woman in there. And I went, all right. <laughs> she went, hello. And I went, yeah. Sorry, what are you doing in my car? She said, no, no, no. What are you doing in my car? And I went. Oh, oh, flipping egg, I'm so sorry. You look round, it's much tidier, there were no twigs. And I'm now married to that woman. <laughs> that's not, that's not, um, that's no. not true. Once my divorce comes through, I'm going to marry that woman. You should, she's got a good car. She's got a great car. It's like yours, but clean. Makes life so much easier. Now, um, Mary Berry. Yes. Do you know my favourite thing about Mary Berry? The berries? The way she says layers. She doesn't say layers, she says layers. Layers. My friends um, were at a, a very, very posh wedding. Girlfriend from a long time ago. She wasn't very posh. It was a very, very posh wedding. And they went off for a wander through the grounds. and they The grinds. The, the grinds. And they came back and um, uh, they, they, they got a bit lost. And they saw someone who was, who was there. And they said, sorry, we, we, we've got a bit lost. Where is, the, where is the wedding party? And they said, it's over there by the jazz. The, sorry? Said, the jazz. And they went, the jazz? The jazz? What jazz? The jazz! Talking about chairs. Oh. Talking about chairs. <laughs> Aren't they funny? Can't you? I the mean, these, these posh people. Anyway, Mary Berry. And she's wrong on this. Mary Berry. She may eat decadent pastries and sponges for a living. She doesn't. She cooks. She nibbles them. She nibbles them? She nibbles. You she said nibbles. Eats, she ne- right. You know, uh, Greg Wallace has got a massive Something's spoon. Just Has he? Yeah. I've heard that rumour. He's got a massive spoon. Whenever he's tasting something, he gets like... It's not. It's almost a ladle, right? And he almost detaches his jaw to get it down his neck. This Honestly. is going to be the toughest 15 minutes of your life, he says to his next wife, <laughs> <laughs> as they embark on another short marriage. <laughs> well, I made myself laugh. The difference is with Mare Bear that she only just sort of nibbles the end of things rather than, you know, necks it. Anyway, that was my observation. People say she's hot. She's not. Anyway, she's... Um, Do says, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's like in the top ten um, FHM... Grannies, you... Gilf. <laughs> no. You don't want somebody who's judging cakes to be large, or else people will say, look what happens when you um, eat cake. Um, she's basically saying you shouldn't be fat, a fat cook. That's incorrect data. I want to see a fat cook. I if, want fat cooks. It's like when I get my hair cut, I want someone who's got rubbish hair to cut my... The worst hair they've got, the better their haircut's no. going to be. Yeah, yeah, because all, all their experimentationalism is on their own head. You want someone... You want a fat cook because they enjoy their food, right? If they're thin, you're thinking, what's wrong with it? Oh, they know what's in it. If you've got a nice hairdresser with a lovely hair, you think, exactly, she knows, she knows what she's doing. 
No, I want... Uh, no, 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 no. You I want a scruff bag? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm right on this, aren't I? I'm right on this. If the, the be- You get the best haircuts from the people who have the worst hair themselves. <laughs> it's a fact! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The northbound A1M is currently closed between junctions 9 and 10, Letchworth to Bulldog after an accident that happened earlier on this morning, uh, or an incident that was ongoing earlier. Uh, police, we understand, have left the scene, so hopefully highways will be in the process of reopening shortly, but at the moment we understand it's still closed. M25, anti-clockwise, slow-moving, approaching junction 20 Kings Langley. That's because of an accident involving about five cars in the outside lane. There's a queue from 21A, and the M1, very heavy southbound, passing Toddington services. Delays also in patches south of Luton, down onto the M25. 25 this morning. The A414 that's closed south of St Albans. It's closed westbound from the Park Street roundabout all the way up to the M1 for accidents investigation works. The diversion route, the A405 North Albanson, looking very heavy southbound towards the M25 on the uh, speed sensors. No reported problems finally on the trains this morning. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you James. Thank you very much indeed. Weather coming up but before that these are the news headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Experts say a sinkhole in St Albans was on the site of an old claim mine. Police are still questioning a man following an explosion in Hoddesdon which killed two people and all large shops will begin charging for plastic carrier bags from this morning. Good. Good. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Complete contrast to last week's weather I'm afraid. We've lost our high pressure and we've got a little bit of a low pressure moving through. So some rain this morning, some light patchy rain, followed by some heavier, more persistent rain through the afternoon. Quite strong winds as well, so it's going to be noticeably wetter and noticeably windier. But the temperature stays similar, 18 Celsius, so it's actually going to feel quite mild despite all that wind and rain. Overnight stays breezy. The rain pushes north and eastwards behind it, some heavy showers, minimum 13 Celsius. So the temperature's not actually dropping too far. A mild start to Tomorrow we've got some heavy thundery showers pushing through. The wind a little bit lighter, so these showers are going to be slow moving. So it means we could get quite a lot of rain in them. But again, temperatures up to 19 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Very much, Kate. On Inside Out, we find out how councils across the East want to use new powers to restrict what we do in public spaces. They're allowed to change the laws to what they see fit and ban what they see fit, which doesn't seem right to me. We see how satellite technology is helping farmers increase yields and use fewer pesticides. And we join two flying phobics on a weekend course in Luton to see if they can overcome their fear. It's the one thing in my life that's always scared me. You know, I've been known to walk away from flights and drive my friend's car home. That's Inside Out tonight, 7.30 on BBC One. abnormal load haulage the gravity of the situation came on us like a bit of new knowledge well the bubbliest a bubble bath Broke down on the bank 
complexity of the situation Is why our old thought bubble sang Humble and gracious The gravity of the situation Humble and gracious The gravity of the situation Humble and gracious Beds, parts, and bugs. This is Edward Adu on BBC Three Counties Radio. We can dance if we want to, we can leave your friends behind. Cause your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, well, they're no friends of mine. Say, we can go where we want to, place where they will never find. We can act like we come from out of this world Leave the real one far behind We can go if we want to Night is young and so am I And 
we can dress real neat From our hearts to our feet And surprise them with a victory cry Say, we can act if we want to If we don't, nobody will And you can act real rude and totally removed And I can act like an imbecile Say, we can dance, we can dance Everything's out of control We can dance, we can dance We're doing it from all to all We can dance, we can dance Everybody look at your hands We can dance, we can dance Everybody's taking the chance Safe to dance Oh, it's safe to dance Yes, it's safe to dance We can dance if we want to We've got all your life in mind We abuse it, never gonna lose it Everything will work out right I say, we can dance if we want to We can leave your friends behind Because your friends don't dance And if they don't dance, well, they're no friends of mine I say, we can dance, we can dance Everything's out of control We can dance, we can dance We're doing it from pole to pole We can dance, we can dance Everybody look at your hands We can dance We can dance, everybody's making a chance Oh, it's safe to dance Yes, it's safe to dance Oh, it's safe to dance Oh, it's safe to dance Yes, it's safe to dance Morning, guys. Where else? Where else? Hey, Heart Radio. Where's the nearest Heart Station, Catherine? Uh, Shags, where's the nearest uh, Heart Station? Northampton. Okay, we're going to go now. After the show, guys, you... Um, and you, yeah. you, yeah. and Dealey, we're yeah. all jumping in my car. We're driving. Is it Northampton, Justin? I think it is. Northampton or Milton Keynes. I'm pretty much sure it's Northampton, though. We're, okay, well, then we're, we're not going to Google it first. We're just going to take a punt. <laughs> and if we're wrong, we'll have a nice day out. Uh, we're all going to jump in my car. I've got it cleaned, so there's plenty of room. Uh, we're going to drive to Northampton. Um, and we're all going to do something unpleasant in a bag. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, yes. we'll go and get a Mackie D's first, so it's brewing. <laughs> then we'll use the bag. Yep. We'll all do it in there, and um, then we'll just... Um, what do you want to do, Just? You're the master. This throw it at the windows, put it through the letterbox? Uh, to, to be fair, throwing it at the window is way too easy. Um, I will probably right, go inside and say, look, I've got a very special package for, for the manager here. Um, just slip your hands in there, and uh, when he puts his hands in, the other way you go. Simple. The, the, the other way you go. That's it, Leslie. We're going to... Heart, honestly, you ought, you ought to be bowing down at our feet this morning. Vic Chestnut, huh? followed by Safety Dance. Dealey! Speaking yes, of putting hands in things that are unwanted, I had my hand for 20 minutes. I was um, punching a, a toilet as we didn't have a plunger. I had to make my fist into the shape of a plunger. And I had to... And I'm, you, We all know the word I want to use, and I'm deliberately not using it. Can you use pump instead? I was pumping the toilet hard. And the stuff that was coming out was... I mean, but I just didn't... And it worked. Ugh. And then this morning I dropped my watch in a urine-filled toilet where that urine had been brewing. <laughs> Good morning, guys. And um, can't wait to go on the grape page later on today. And um, I just, I fished out my watch. Justin, we're asking this morning, what have you put your hands in that you'd rather not? You've taken this to the streets. I have. So some very interesting perspectives. Again, universal, this one. You can put your hands in things which are wrong right the way across the world. Here's what happened <laughs> on the streets. Hot water. Say again? Hot water. Hot, hot water? Yeah, hot. I, I didn't know it's hot. How hot? Smoking hot or steaming hot? Or? Oh, steaming everything. All of the hot. And where were you at the time? Home. Where's home? Where I live. Let's get the Polish perspective. 
Sir, what's the, the worst thing you've ever put your hand in by mistake? <laughs> it's a great Polish laugh. <laughs> a bin. What happened? Well, I just lifted it lit and then it was there. Something sticky. Yes. <laughs> okay, I think we'll leave it there. It's a great Polish perspective. Thanks very much. Cheers. Justin, I've got one quick one quick listen, welcome back. Thank you. One question off the back of that. Yeah. Where's home? Where's home? Yes, that was the question to that gentleman. The, the, the ex answer, where I live. <laughs> yes. Where's home? Where I live. Uh, well, listen, he, he, listen we, he didn't want to go into any further details. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying anything more for, for legal reasons. We've got time for one of these. Hang on. We've got time for one of these. I read a headline out that's got very difficult to describe uh, a story. Um, well, I've got... Oh, I've got... Um, I don't know which one to go with. Oh, OK, we'll go with this one. Brownie nosing. Oh. Brownie nosing. Uh, Shags, you're... Um... Oh, Shags is on the phone. Right, the system that allows me to communicate to the team outside isn't working today, Justin. There's a surprise. So yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, surprise. we'll start with you, Justin. Brownie nosing. What the hell is the story? Uh, is, is this got something to do with... Um, with, with... Oh, goodness me. Right, OK. Is this, is this got something to do with, with a group of brownies who went on... Who, who went to a... <laughs> Who went to some sort of cake factory and they played a game of who could smell the cake? <laughs> That'd be news. That, that would be news. Just, he, says though, he says it as though he actually plays a game. Okay. Uh, well, what, Christmas what? is coming. What? Smell the cake. <laughs> okay, guys. Mum, put the blindfold on. We're going to play who can smell the cake. <laughs> All right, then. What about a group of brownies who had to smell cakes for 24 hours and they've broken a world record? That would be news. Oh, you've, I've missed this. Uh, the incorrect data. It's, it is to do with cakes. Right. Oh. Brownie nosing, I know, Catherine. I know, I know, I know. Someone bit into a delicious brownie and mm. found a mouse's nose in there. No, it's not. And, and Justin's would be more newsworthy than this. Brownie nosing. One in ten people buy cake for their boss to butter them up, <laughs> hoping to get a pay rise. Says, and guess who says it? Brownies. Greg's. You're both close. Mr Kipling! Mr <laughs> Kipling! Thank you, Dealey! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, long delays on the M25 this morning, approaching Junction 20. There was an accident earlier. Motorway was blocked for a short while. It is now open. All the cars, the five cars we understand involved, are on the hard shoulder. Uh, there's a queue, though, from Junction 22. Long delays on the anti-clockwise M25 this morning. Not helped by the fact that the A414 is closed westbound from the Park Street roundabout all the way up to the M1 for accident investigation works. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. James, thank you very much indeed. Excellently done. I didn't give you much time and you crammed it all in. Thank you very much indeed. Story of my life. 03459 455 555. Rockstars in wheelchairs and wherever you put your hand where you'd rather you didn't. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, investigations continue into a fatal explosion at Hoddesdon. The St Albans sinkhole was on the site of an old clay mine and shoppers charged for plastic bags from this morning. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Work will continue this morning to fill a large sinkhole which appeared in St Albans. People who live in Fontmel Close have been unable to return to their homes since the collapse last Thursday. Dr Tim Sands, an expert in geology at the University of Hertfordshire, wants to find out the extent of the problem in the city. What I'd like to do is find out you know, the cause of it, whether it is an old mine or whether it's a, a natural solution feature. And that's interesting because we can then perhaps use that information to find out elsewhere in the area where there might be further uh, potential sinkholes. Police are continuing to question a man following an explosion in Hoddesdon which killed two people. The blast took place at an industrial unit on Saturday afternoon. Catherine Boyle reports. Emergency services were called to the unit on Plompton Road where they found three men injured. They were taken to hospital but one in his 40s and another in his 30s later died. A third man who's in his 20s with minor injuries has now been discharged. A 40-year-old man from Hoddesdon has been arrested on suspicion of health and safety offences and manslaughter by gross negligence. Police are appealing for witnesses to a fatal accident at Gosmore near Hitchin yesterday morning. The crash involving a single blue Peugeot took place on Preston Road in the early hours. A second person who was in the car is being treated in hospital. A woman from Chesham whose relatives fled Syria has written to the government asking for help to bring them to the UK. Najua Huiji has an aunt and cousins at a refugee camp in Lebanon. She told Three Counties Radio she's doing all she can to get them here. We have um, sent uh, letters to the Home Office and uh, we represented our petition to the uh, local MP Cheryl Gillen and we send in a letter to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees to try and get my family um, selected. Shoppers will have to pay five pence for a disposable plastic bag from all large shops from today. The government hopes it will cut their use by 80%. Samantha Harding from Break the Bag Habit says the charge has been effective elsewhere. People in England will um, behave very similarly to the people in Wales and Scotland and Northern Ireland. And Scotland actually introduced the scheme most recently up there. And and, and within six months, they saw that 80% uh, reduction in usage. So I think people very quickly um, get used to thinking, actually, I will take my own bag. In sport, Liverpool have sacked manager Brendan Rodgers after three and a half years in charge. Watford drew one all with Bournemouth in the Premier League, while the MK Dons got a draw in the Championship. It was another victory for Luton Town in League Two, but defeat for Wickham Wanderers and Stevenage. The weather will be windy and cloudy with rain today. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. No, I totally disagree with sex with a robot. Morning guys, am I the only person in Christendom who thinks that the 5p, well first of all, the 5p on a plastic bag, right, I'm not really that bothered about, everyone's like, oh it's disgusting, got 5 pence on a plastic bag, I've got to spend 5p on a plastic bag, I'm giving, I'm going giving them my money already, it's giving the plastic bag fee. Everybody's got their knickers in a twist and is um, uh, furious, right? I'm not that bothered, but I'm erring on the side of it's probably a good thing. At most, at most, and this is a very rare occasion, it's going to cost me 25 pence. But I'm spending a fortune in Tesco's and Sainsbury's. It's not fair to get the... It's my human rights to get the... Ba- All these bloody police coming over here, it's my right to get a plastic bag. 
you know what? People are dying and stuff. There's more. There's important stuff to get your knickers in a twist about. It's just... You, we, we've all got a drawer full of plastic bags in the kitchen. It's the, generally the second, sometimes the third drawer down. You want string, you want dead batteries, you want plastic bags. You go to the second drawer down in the kitchen. They're there. Use those ones for free. And then keep using them. And then when you go shopping, put them in your pocket. I don't want to carry plastic bags in my pocket. My granddad didn't fight in the war just so that we'd have to bet 5p on plastic bags. People are getting so angry about it. I'm not that bothered. I'm genuinely not that bothered, but I'm erring on the side of... Well, OK. I'm erring on the side of it's a good thing, and I've just realised why I think it's quite a good thing. I ain't going to save the planet, because China are building a new coal, coal factory every week. Sorry. and um, You know, so it's not going to save the planet, but... It's winding up a load of people that are... <laughs> so, actually, that's why it's a good reason. It's winding up narrow-minded numpties. You know an extra reason why it won't save the planet? Yeah. Which means we've got to buy bin bags. Yeah, we've got to buy bin bags. But, yeah, it'll be a good uh, reminder to take me bags for life. I've got loads of bags for life that I never use. Pointless. By the way, have I been on Celebrity Pointless yet? Has that happened? 03459 455 555. Can someone... Here's what we're going to do, OK? Because I'm sure... Everybody's going to be doing this. I bet Ferraris, everyone's going to do this today. It's outrageous that we've got to pay five pence a buck. It's not. It's not outrageous. Why should you get it for free? Why should you get it for free? Okay, um, uh, uh, two questions. Two questions I, I'd love you to answer, okay? Why should you get your plastic bags for free? And why Why do you think it, they're kind of the same question? Okay, one question. Well, let's, let's focus it down. Laser beam, laser beam. Why is it a bad thing that you've got to pay for your plastic bags now? Why is that a bad thing? Can someone tell me why it's a bad thing? Here's the caveat. You're not allowed to phone up and say, well, I spend a load of money in that shop already. It doesn't matter. Don't mean just because you spend a load of money in that shop already, you should get a free bag of chips or a free sandwich. Well, I should get my, um, um, um... I should get my life a bit free because I've been a fortune in that shop already. Why well, I mean, no, we don't work Across like that. beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Everyone's getting so angry about it. And do you know what? You, um, you, uh, you know, I, I spent a weekend trying to sort out my mum's pension, uh, her work pension that she should have got on, on Friday. And due to the fact that the company that runs it are complete and utter um, um, bells... Um, and ignored my requests to send all of the ma- all of the correspondence to me because I've got power of attorney, so legally they're obliged to send it to me. They ignored that. I've now got to find her blooming wedding licence from... I don't even know when they got married, like the olden days. It's like the 70s or the 60s or something. It was probably carved in stone. That's how long. I, I've got to get my mum's wedding licence to get her the money that she's been paying. It's her money. She's been paying that money in for the last 30 years. It's her money. Just give it to her. Right? That's important. People are dying. Right? That's important. You might have someone in your home who's dying. Right? That's important. Five pence on a plastic bag. I mean, it's really, it's one of those things. If I was a conspiracy theorist, and I will be when I get older, when I've got the time to actually watch all of those documentaries, those homemade documentaries on YouTube um, and go on forums, um, I will become a conspiracy theorist. But if I were one now, I would um, doff my uh, tinfoil hat and say, it's a distraction technique. Let's look at the smaller stories in the paper. What are the government trying to hide from us today? 
I bet they've set off a nuclear bomb in Taiwan or something. We might know about that. Well, would we? We wouldn't because we're... It's, we're thinking about plastic bags. It's like Paul Daniels. Paul Daniels is a great metaphor for the government, right? Because while he's, um, he's tiggling Debbie McGee... No, while he's um, um, w- w- uh, using his wand on Debbie McGee... No! While he's doing a, a fantastic card trick with the left hand, with the right hand, he's killing a puppy. <laughs> I haven't seen that trick. You wouldn't see it. You wouldn't see it because uh, you're looking at the card trick. The number of puppies that Paul Daniels has killed. I think we can legally say that. Let's just go to our legal correspondent, Shags. Uh, Thanks very much indeed. 03459 555555 is the telephone number. Uh, if you want to give us a call. Explain to me why you, sh- you think you should get free plastic bags and why, you, why, why it's such a big deal. It's not, it's not a big deal, guys. Trust me. Try and convince me otherwise. The other thing is, people are going to start talking about, oh, for years I've been a customer at that shop and it's it's a tradition. It's not. Actually, in the olden days, you didn't get a plastic bag. You took your own basket. Um, you took your old shopping trolley. Evan, a tartan shop, uh, shopping trolley. Marxes have been charging for ages, haven't they? Marxes yeah, have been for charging for years, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. But Marxes are still doing all right. You know, they're still doing all right. Tell you what Marxes would do better. if they, they, here's, here's the thing they need to bring back, and they got rid of it about... 25 years ago, and I won't step foot into uh, St. Michael's unless they bring this back, right? It sounds horrible. It's beautiful. Cheese and apple sandwich. Boom. Simple. Uh, Brown bread, uh, grated cheese, tiny little slices of apple. Sweet. It was sweet. They stopped doing that. And that and the bacon fingers. They were like fish fingers, but bacon. What? That sounds disgusting. No, it don't. Let's go to Shags. Shags? That does sound disgusting. Right, you're fired. Sorry. That's a yellow card. Too, Too salty, man. Well, but Shags, he is very, very salty. Very salty. And that's the problem. But I just can't stop licking that guy. He's very Moorish. An old clay mine is the cause of the 60-foot-wide crown hole. That's the proper term. It's not a think hole. Ah, get knotted. In St Albans. That's according to the British Geological Survey, who've been examining the hole, which opened up overnight in Fontmel Close on Thursday. They've confirmed that the street has been built over old Victorian brickworks with unfilled excavations. Well... From the British Geological Survey, we've got Peter Hobbs joining us this morning. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Thank you very much. So, listen, I come at this knowing nothing. Are there old maps that kind of tell you what's underground? Well, there are maps showing the um, uh, excavations for the brickworks. Uh, We've had a look through them and... uh, they do match up very closely with the appearance, uh, with the location of the uh, sinkhole, yes. So what exactly is un- underground then? Is it, uh, what, tunnels? Is it kind of a factory? What is it? Well, it looks to have been a quarry for clay, uh, clay for making bricks, and um, this working probably went down to the chalk, which is at a depth of about four or five metres. But, crucially, uh, there... Looks like there may have been some shafts going further down into the chalk, possibly down to 10 metres. Wow. Uh, But we're not absolutely sure about this, but there are records of shafts going to that depth uh, in the general area. Um, And I I, I may ask some questions that you might not be able to answer or you might think are stupid, and I, I appreciate your indulgence, Peter, but I find this fascinating. That would have been known, wouldn't it, when someone decided to build... That street, they would have they would have known that there were these these shafts and these 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 uh, this quarry underneath that ground, wouldn't they? Uh, I think the answer to that is yes. Uh, they would have known. Um, I think probably the the knowledge of these things has gradually diminished over the years, and uh, 
somehow this this knowledge has become lost in in some circles anyway um so how would this um and what the difference between a crown hole and a sinkhole is a sinkhole just a completely natural phenomenon and a crown hole is there is some form of human intervention that took place I think that's a, that's a pretty good summary of it, yes. Um, I think, really, sinkhole is, is a more understood term, so uh, right. we, we tended to use the term sinkhole. OK. How would this have happened, then? What would have caused... These houses have been there for quite a while. What would have caused, in your opinion, this, this, this hole to have opened up now? Well, I think uh, what may have happened is that uh, some of the old workings, uh, including possibly uh, a shaft, uh, has not been completely filled in. So um, it's just maybe bulldozed over and uh, not, not thoroughly dealt with, you know. And, and would, would water erosion have, have, have had an impact on it, or is it just it, it would have happened at some point anyway? Um, water does play a, a major part in these uh, events, um, and it could be something to do with the levels of the water table because the, the chalk which underlies this site is uh, soluble um, and um, acid rain tends to work on this uh, on a, in a fairly slow manner. But mm. uh, with time, uh, these holes can be uh, enlarged and uh, eventually collapse. You've, uh, if I'm right, Peter, you've seen the maps for the area. Are there other people who should be um, desperately trying to put their houses on the market and getting out as soon as possible? Is, is there more? Are there more chances of more of these holes appearing? Well, I, I can't, can't say that there aren't chances of further holes, but uh, I don't think there's need for panic. I, I think uh, whilst the, the general area is affected and there will be other streets affected by it. Um, uh, there should be investigations now to, to see how far these uh, workings went, and also are there any other voids in the area and uh, underlying buildings. Peter, I, I really appreciate your insight into this. Thank you. Peter Hobbs from the British Geological Survey. I'm sorry, Catherine, but the, the whole... And boy, oh boy, he was genuinely fascinating. I love stuff like that. I love it. But all the way through that, all I had in my head was... Um I just had the theme tune from Shaft going on in my head yeah. the whole the whole time that he was speaking to me. It was... It was um there was no way around it, Peter, and I'm sorry. I'm, I hope you couldn't hear it spilling out of my ear holes. Man alive. Kids, if you live anywhere near that area, if, in fact, all children in St Albans, stop jumping up and down on your beds because, um, well, I, 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 this is only my theory. This is not the theory of the British Geological Survey or the BBC, but I suspect I suspect it was um, um, a fat kid jumping up and down on the bed that caused that hole. Or, or, or just something something like that happening, you know. Or the, the pogoing, do they still? Hey! Here's a question. This, of course, is the theme tune to uh, Diagnosis Murder. When was the last time you saw a kid on a pogo stick? You don't see pogo sticks anymore, do you? Do you? There was a craze for them about two years ago. No, there yeah, wasn't. Yeah, You're yeah. thinking of 1977. No, honestly, my cousin's kids had one. And I thought, wow. gosh, I've seen these in the Beano, but I'd never had a go on one. You've Until never been then. on a pogo stick? Until then. They, the, the ones in the 70s, of course, before Elf and Safe, they ruined it. They were, the, the spring they were loaded with, was that would send you to the moon. They make a hell of a noise. Man. 
That's another phone in to add in. When was the last time you saw somebody on a pogo stick? And if anybody can please send us a photo of you riding a pogo stick, we'd love to see it. Ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. It'll go straight on the Facebook page, I tell you that. 03459 455 555. It's Pogo Monday. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the anti-clockwise M25 is queuing from Junction 22, St Albans, round towards Junction 24, Kings Langley. It's all because of an accident that's now on the hard shoulder, but really slow on the approaches. As a result, the southbound A41 slow, as is the M1, and long delays also on the A405 North Orbital down towards Brickerwood. Not helped by the earlier closure of the A414. The A414 westbound now open from the Park Street roundabout, but there's a long queue from the London Coney roundabout, and that's westbound. Eastbound is also really slow because I think of the congestion around Park Street uh, Moving on to the A1M, good news, northbound is open between 9 and 10, it was closed earlier because of a police incident, southbound though, usual congestion, approaching Junction 7, Stevenage, oh and the southbound M1 looking really slow down towards Toddington Services on the sensors this morning James Wally, BBC, Three Counters Radio Thank you James Busy show this morning uh, uh, Pop stars, rock stars, any musician uh, in a wheelchair I can't remember why we're doing that, but we are, and it's wonderful. 03459 455 555. Your pogo stick stories. We're going to keep it as vague as that, please. And you tell me why you think you should get free plastic bags. Go on, because I don't get it. Why, why, why should you get them for free? 03459 455 555. The way it works is you phone up, you speak to Shags or Catherine, they call you back. So even if you haven't got much money, they call you back. Or you can text us, 81333, start your text 3CR. And if you can say, call us back, we'll call you back. Simple as. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Work will continue this morning to fill a large crown hole in St Albans. Two men have died after an explosion at an industrial unit in Hoddesdon. And shoppers will have to pay for plastic bags at large shops from this morning. And I don't get why you should pay for the, why you shouldn't pay for them in small shops. Those guys need the dollar more. Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. History coming up uh, very shortly with the uh, brilliant Dan Hill. He's a local historian. Silbertworth, um, amongst other things, has got quite a rich history. As it's further east, there is uh, a lot more influence with regards to things like air raids. Weekdays from twelve. Great music as well coming up here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Freddie Mercury, the Great Pretender, go west as well on its way. First though, his T Rex. Nick Coffer. You know, it's fantastic to be able to get. You know, people like Nathan Bell and Gary Matthew and, you know, experienced but still early on in their careers, giving them the opportunity to come and make music in a lovely environment, Luton Library Theatre. Could you describe modern Britain in 50 records? Stuart McConey is doing just that in his book. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles who dominate the pop cultures. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I think I can do a Stuart McConey. I don't think... I was doing it then. I don't think you're ever going to get a Beatles that's going to come along and change the face of pop musical culture. That's not bad. No. First, first dibs at bit, Stuart McConey. Bit too manky. He's, li- he's Wigan. I don't think. Um, so, so, oh no. Yeah. I, um, oh, hang on a second. I've just hit the travel bed. We've just set. Well, we set off the travel alarms. It means oh, we're going to no. do something we're gonna, worthwhile. No, it means we're going to have loads of people listening to us, listening to me trying to do a Stuart McConey. Let's just if we get the Nick Coffer thing, we'll just have that playing in the background oh, there. When we get, I, I, I don't think you're ever going to get. 
50 Beatles bands ever together. Oh, it's a local history. Lost, That's me. I've lost it now. Right, let's, 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 wait, let's wait for Stuart McConey. We're, we're all going to have a go at Stuart McConey. A lot more influence with regards to things like air raids. Weekdays from 12. Great music as well coming up here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Freddie Mercury, the great pretender. Go West as well on its way. First though, his T-Rex. Nick Coffer. You know, it's fantastic to be able to get, you know, people... You know, it's fantastic. You're going to get people who are going to want to experience this guy. Still it's a shame this guy's not famous. Giving them the opportunity to come and make music in a lovely environment. Luton Library Theatre. Could you describe modern Britain in fifty records? Stuart McConey is doing just that in his book. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles who dominated the pop culture. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles who dominated the pop culture. I don't think you're. It's very nasally. I don't. I don't. think you're. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles that are dominant. It's very nasally. I'm making my mouth very small. Oh, by the way, I thought this would be a fun game to play. How small can you make your mouth? Tiny. Yeah, I know. Try it, Shags. Lift your. Lift your. I can't. It's just too much hair there, mate. I've got no idea what that is. Can you part your moustache? Pull up, pull up your moustache. Kath, you pull down his beard. Go, go do a small mouth. <laughs> Tiny mouth. No, smaller than that. You have to speak. <laughs> Honestly, it's such a fun game. I was playing this at the weekend for about an hour. Or just by myself. <laughs> Honestly, I was. It was an hour of me with a, a, a mirror. You've, still got to be, you've got to be able to see the lips. That's, right. You've got to be able to see at least a portion of lip. I've not got That's... very much lip as it goes. You can always go... You can always go a little bit smaller. Guys, That's your next periscope right there. Guys, if you want to if you want to call in and um um uh, no Peters and Lee weren't in a wheelchairs. No, one one was blind, wasn't he? Yeah, and when they split up. Um that joke my dad used to tell me. I'm ter- terribly politically correct now. Um if you want to phone up and, and do a small mouth, the smallest mouth you can, oh three four five nine four double five five oh five. I've got to say, they're all great phoning topics today, aren't they? Everyone a winner. After that what was can only be described as a car crash on Saturday between twelve and two. Don't worry, I know how to fix it. Um, we can rebuild it. We have the technology. Uh, we're back on, on fine, fine form this morning. Fine form this mm. morning. I think it's partly no, it's despite the fact that Shaggy's with us. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Some people say it like that, don't they? Welcome. 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 Yeah, Alan, uh, welcome. Alan Partridge. Oh, okay. Right. He that, says that. That, he that, says that guy. That yeah. guy. Okay, right. He's not a real guy. You know that. I remember um, years ago. I've heard him. Um, uh, uh, years ago, we were watching Alan Partridge. And he, he was quite, he wasn't as big as he is now, but he was quite big with uh, my friend Mark Fretwell. I've not, not seen Mark for years. He was a very sensible, down to earth guy. And we're watching it. And he was sat there really quietly for like 10 minutes. He went, You know, you, lot, you really surprised me. He said, what, what, what was that, Mark? What are you watching this idiot for? So, huh? It's funny. So, what are you? Are you? What are you watching this right-wing idiot for? He's an he's an absolute backside of a man. And we went. Oh, you don't know that he's not real, do you? <laughs> he's a really intelligent bloke, and he he did not get that Partridge was not a real well, person. Because there are plenty of real ones out well, there. Well, Wally Webb. That he's based on Wally. That's not an insult. He's based on Wally Webb. Says Wally Webb. <laughs> so, so so says Wally Webb. <laughs> Uh, okay, A disabled woman from Dunstable is frustrated that the council won't install an outside socket so she can charge her mobility scooter. At the moment, council tenant Teresa Howe is having to run an extension cable from her flat window to where she keeps her scooter outside. She's been told by Central Beds Council they cannot supply... <laughs> well, you read it there, it's a double negative. I'm not going to read exactly what it says. That, it, well, what it says is they cannot not supply. They cannot supply sockets for scooters under the general day-to-day budget. Well, Teresa joins me on the line now. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning. Thank you very much for joining me this morning. Why do you need this scooter? How, what, what does it, um, how does it help you? 
Well, basically, um, I have a lot of disabilities and my disabilities got worse. And so I got a mobility scooter, contacted the council and asked them if they could fit a PowerPoint so that I could safely charge my mobility scooter. Mm. And their answer was pretty much no. Oh, um, a couple of things, because um, uh, it's been a long, it's been a long time since my mum had a mobility scooter, and uh, we we were lucky enough that we could, uh, we had a garage. She had a garage at the time; she could park it in and charge it in. Why do you, uh, are the council supposed to supply a charger? No, they're not supposed to ah, supply a charger. Right. You would think that, um, <clears throat> being in the position that I'm in, I can't move into sheltered accommodation no. because I'm not old enough, which would be suitable for me. So I'm stuck in the property that I'm in, so I've got to do the best with the property that I'm in and yeah. adapt the property that I'm in. And you would think that they would be willing to put in a plug socket because that's all it is, a plug socket, so that a disabled person can keep their independence. Yeah. How much does a plug socket cost to install these days? Uh, I would have absolutely no idea. Oh, you've not. Oh, you've not investigated. I haven't. Um, Why? We are all getting um, because it's a communal area in the area of the building. Yeah. I wouldn't be allowed to get an electrician in to fit anything in anyway. So even if I did contact an electrician and say, could you come around and put a PowerPoint in for me, I wouldn't be allowed to do that. Why uh, Why not? You'd be able to get permission off of the, um, what would you have to go through, the, the, the Tenants Association? No, it would have to come from the council because the plug socket would be in a communal area. The council don't have a problem with the plug socket per se, though, do they? It's just that they don't want to put it there. Um, yeah, I mean... The so they would, they would probably give you permission... That, yeah, go on, sorry. The surveyor that came out and had a look didn't say that he thought it would be an issue, but then what's happened is he's then come back to me and said, um, later on during the day, I think after he'd been contacted by yourselves or somebody else, um, he's then emailed me and said that all he actually requires for the council's consideration is a report from occupational therapy. Yeah. Um, well, occupational therapy are a department in the council who already look after me and my disabilities. Yeah. So they're already fully aware. I mean, they're even, you know... They've done a wet room for me, everything. So well, we, we all know, anyone who's dealt with occupational therapy and other sides of the... The left hand ain't got a clue what the right hand's well, no, doing, and the communication all. between departments is uh, ridiculously um, difficult. But it, 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 but you, you, the, 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 the um, comment you raise about you need to get permission from the council, well, it sounds like they would give you that permission. Well... From what you've that. said... Not necessarily. Like I say, the it is a communal area. Yeah. Um, and to do any work, any kind of works in a communal area, you have to get their permission. Yeah. Well, he, he, the, the surveyor came out and said that he didn't see a problem with it in theory. It's just that they weren't going to pay for it. Yeah, basi- basically. Yeah. Um, and my my sort of the answer to them is, well. I can't go into accommodation that would have that supplied as part of the accommodation. The council won't let me because I'm apparently not old enough. I'm ill enough, mm. but not old enough. 
so I can't get into those kinds of accommodations. And if I can't adapt the one that I'm in, where does that leave me? Why, do, I, I, why don't you get a couple of quotes? I could well do, but again, I'm a disabled person, I live on benefits, so yep. I probably wouldn't be able to afford it. Well, but we, the thing is, we don't know, do we? Because we, we don't know how much it is. It might, it might well be out of your range, but if you've got a couple of quotes, um, A, you might be able to afford it, because it might be cheaper than we think. I've got literally no idea. B, you could then go back to the council and say, well, I've spoken to two builders, two electricians, and they can do it for this. And that might make them more amenable. If they have a price, that might make them more amenable to doing it. Quite possibly. What I'm saying is I... sometimes we've got, to, we've got to, you know, do a little bit of shoveling for ourselves before someone comes and finishes the hole. Oh, absolutely. But then I think I've already been shoveling. I started off with occupational therapy. He referred yep. me to the council, the electric contractors, the council electric contractors referred me back to the council housing repairs team, the council housing repairs team referred me back to the surveyor so I, I think I've I've done the rounds around the council and eventually got to somebody that could make a decision. Mm. And they've made a decision And that, then he, he's, it's actually turned out that actually he doesn't make the decision right. somebody else does and they're saying that's not in their day-to-day budget. I understand that. I wouldn't expect it to be in their day-to-day budget, but there must be an emergency fund budget for situations like this. We've got a disabled person living in an unsuitable yeah. accommodation. You can't move her into suitable accommodation. Do you just so want to surely... move? Is that is that what it is? You just want to move? No, I love my home. Yeah. And as much as I would, you know... Sheltered accommodation would be so much more suitable for me. It's out of my reach, my reach because of my age. And so I'm kind of stuck in the kind of accommodation that I'm in. And I feel that if they won't help me adapt it, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of stuck somewhere in the middle. All right. Because Teresa, if I was in the sheltered accommodation, they yeah. would do it with no questions. Yeah, and it, and it would ultimately, of course, cost uh, the council more money. Teresa, um, I, I, I wish you the best of luck. I hope you get... Um, bless you. Bless you, Catherine. Not you, Teresa. I wasn't saying that. Catherine's sneezing. Uh, I, I hope you get a solution that is um, uh, that works for everybody. Uh, I know how important those scooters uh, can be. Um, I would like your thoughts on that, please. Treading carefully, because I don't want to, you know. Um, is Teresa right to be uh, upset that the council won't provide her with that socket? I think you've got to kind of get a couple of quotes yourself, haven't you? Um uh, because I've, we've got literally no idea how much that would cost. It could cost a fortune. It, it might actually be surprisingly affordable. We don't know. 03459 455 555. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Maxine, well, the uh, anti-clockwise M25 really slow this morning from Junction 22, St Albans, round towards 20 for Kings Langley. That's because of an accident that happened earlier on this morning. The motorway's fully open, but delays remain. Anti-clockwise also slowed down towards Junction 16, usual congestion for this time of the morning. Uh, because of the earlier closure of the 414 at Park Street, long delays westbound from the London Coney roundabout up towards Park Street, and uh, southbound A405 looking really slow. By the way, the A41, that's really slowed down to the M25 from just east of Bourne End, and the 
M1. Heavy in patches this morning from 13 all the way down to Junction 7. Southbound A1M, usual stuff at Junction 7. That's the uh, Stevenage exit. And heading on to Bore, uh, Stoke Hammond, rather. The A4146, we've just been told, partially blocked southbound towards Leighton Buzzard from the Lakes Estate because of an accident. James Worley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, experts say a large sinkhole which appeared on a street in St Albans is on the site of an old clay mine. Work will continue this morning to fill it with foam concrete. Police are continuing to question a man following an explosion in Hoddesdon which killed two people. The blast took place at an industrial unit in Plumpton Road. And shoppers will have to pay at least five pence for plastic bags at supermarkets and large shops from this morning. The government hopes it will cut their use by 80%. The weather will be windy and cloudy with rain for most of the day. Top temperatures today around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The owners of Liverpool Football Club are looking for a new manager after the sacking of Brendan Rodgers. The former Borussia Dortmund coach Jurgen Klopp is the frontrunner for the job. But Alan Shearer says Liverpool's poor run of form wasn't all down to the former Watford boss. It's been a massive turnover of players constantly with Liverpool, but for the amount that has been spent, I'm afraid those players really haven't helped Brendan a lot, have they? Mm -mm. Watford drew one all with Bournemouth in the Premier League and the MK Dons got a draw in the Championship. Luton Town secured their fourth win in a row in League Two with a 4-1 victory at Hartlepool. Assistant manager Terry Harris praised his side's goalkeeper. We're fortunate that we got two top-class goalkeepers in my eyes uh, at the club and pulled off some very good saves today. You know, uh, we're not, we weren't particularly happy with our overall sort of defending really as such. Um, we'll, we'll have a look at that. Yeah, I mean, as I said, he, he was very, very good today, Mark Tyler. Elsewhere, it was defeat for Wickham Wanderers and Stevenage. In rugby, England's head coach Stuart Lancaster says he'll decide whether to resign after the World Cup. England were knocked out of the competition after losing to Australia. Ireland are through to the quarterfinals, beating Italy 16-9. Fly-half Johnny Sexton says it was a hard-fought win. Look, it was a tough game. We knew it was going to be a step up from the, the sort of previous games we had played. Obviously, the quality of the opposition was much higher than Romania and Canada, and uh, I think Italy had... Uh, Sergio Brice back and he makes a massive difference to their team so yeah a lot tougher we probably needed that type of game but there's lots of aspects of our game that we need to be better at. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at 8 o'clock. Bear with me here it comes there we go. There we go there's a new one yes guys. Reasons come from grapes people come from apes I come from Canada I came in Place in a non existent race to rebuild the Parthenon. The Parthenon's in Greece, or was it in Greece too? I can't keep my movie straight. When I make mistakes, I use a lot of salt, cause salt makes mistakes taste great. I don't want to be a bother, but I think the phone's for you. when I dance, but I don't get out that much. You are just too loud. I passed you in a crowd. Thank you and keep in touch. I don't speak Chinese, not even words like please. Thank you or how are you? 
but I can borrow Francais. I borrowed a bit today. It seemed like the thing to do. I don't want to be a bother, but I think you're in my Mary, Mary, what yes, you barking I'm at? Mary. Sorry? Oh, hello, Mary. You're right, Joy. You're right, Mary. Yes, thank you. Hey, I'm looking out the window. It's 7.36 and it's dark. I know. It, and it's dark. And, and the, the nights are drawing in, aren't they? Winter mm. draws on. Yeah. OK. Last night. Yes, last night. La- what? What happened last night? I said it's not nice. No. Well, I, do you know what? I quite like it. It's, I, I'm not enjoying the heat. It was hot yesterday, and it's blooming nearly d- November. It shouldn't be hot at this time of year. It should be cold. <laughs> I want it cold. I want my MTV, and I want my uh, autumns cold. What have you got for us, Mary? Well, this lady that wants her um, electricity point in a communal area, yeah. has she thought it through? Cool. Because um, when her bug is not plugged in, I, I assume this is going to be connected to her electricity meter, so she's paying for the electricity. Yeah, oh, yes, it would be. It would be connected to her electricity meter, so it would be on her dollar, yes. Yeah, so when she's out... Yes. ...anyone can use her electricity... Oh. ...in area. So she could end up with an electricity bill sky high. People could go and charge their phones up at, at, at Mary's expense. Watch their portable televisions. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. That's um. Is there any way? Can you um? Lock it. I can, don't know. I can. I say, can you lock it? You could probably. Hang on, Catherine's nodding as though she has something interesting to say. I bet she hasn't, Mary. But what, contractually, I have to let her on. Let's find out. Ah, oh. uh, shut up. I, I think you could be able to put a key, a keyhole thing over it. Surely. I don't know. A keyhole thing. I think she means a lock. Yeah. <laughs> a keyhole thing. I suppose you could. I suppose you could. But what? who really is going to be using her electricity? Oh, come. on. On. No, come on. I would. All right, your, <laughs> fo- your phone has died, right? Outside. And you've got a phone... Yeah, your phone has died, right? And you, 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 you're, you've got to make a really important phone call to, I don't know, um, the hospital, your mum, your dealer or something. You see, a, you see a socket. You've got your charger in your bag. People do that, don't you, they? If you've got an iPhone, you have to. Um, uh, you go, I'll have, I'll have a little bit of that. I'll have some of that lecky. Beautiful. I think if you're that cheeky, you kind of deserve a freebie. Or, or you know, if you're tight... You and you live like you know next door or a couple of doors around. You get you can get very long extension leads. That's the TV for the night. Oh no! Seriously, I'd do that. I mean, I wouldn't do that, Mary. But um, what yeah, did you think? Some people would. Yeah, some some people would. Crooks, crooks would. Uh, what do you? It's like it's it's basically it's an old fashioned version of sitting outside someone's house and stealing their Wi-Fi. That's what yeah. it is. What do you reckon? Um, <laughs> what do you reckon? Um, uh, there we go. What do you reckon, Mary? Should the council do it for her? Probably not. I think if she's allowed to do it herself, I'd I, it probably only costs fifty quid anyway. Well, I, I, I suspect it. Well, I suspect it costs a bit more. The call-out fee for those guys is about eighty. I would. I would have. I'm surprised that she hasn't got a couple of quotes already, just so she's got a figure in her head. Because it, you're right. It might be cheaper. It might be cheaper than we think. I don't know. Or it might be well out of her range. But then at least she could go back to the council and say, look, it's only going to cost 200 quid or whatever. It, you think you get a quote. 
No, I mean, it just depends where the meter is, doesn't it, and how how far they've got to run a, a wire from the meter. To the I, I tell you what I'm addicted to, Mary. Now that I've put down the pipe, I'm addicted to switching my um, suppliers. Because I switched my suppliers. I've been with a supplier for a couple of years, right? And I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm gonna, I was trying to save a few quid, and I cancelled my Sky and all of these stuff. Just trying to, you know, d- d- just trim the corners a little bit. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll go on to one of those um, switching websites and, and, and compare my gas and my lucky. Anyway, much, much cheaper, saved a fortune. And I've signed up with this website, and they keep emailing me saying, we found, a wa- we found another way you can save £76 a year. And I'm going, ka-ching! And I just, I just keep on... Um, I just keep on changing my gas, like every three weeks, just as the, 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 the gas and lecky company are getting used to me. I go, bye, I found a cheaper one. I, I'm loving it, Mary. <laughs> what I'm saying is i got enough money to buy you and me a slap-up meal. Are you up oh, for it? Excellent. We're coming to Northampton. After we've, um, we've done something obscene to Heart Radio in Northampton, Mary, I'm going to drop the others off and I'll pop round. Oh, we'll need somewhere to hide. <laughs> Under cover of the night, Dennis is in Dunster Bubble. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning. What you got for Where us, love? Where did this lady store this uh, machine? Inside the house? Why can't she have a plug put by, by there? No, she stores Inside it. Inside the house? I don't know if you listened to the story. She inst- she keeps the machine outside the house. Oh, is she? And then she drives down the street. This is the music that plays. Very, very sexy music. That's the theme tune to um, um, soaking wet and the kids must Three be Men and a Little Lady. So, say that. Well, um, I, I, I get, you can get covers for these these um, damned machines, can't you? Yes. Yeah. But, but what I really wanted to talk to you about this business with your toilet. Oh no! The worst job you've ever done. The worst thing you put your hand in. For those, just for those who don't know, um, Dennis, I'm going to ruin their breakfast as well. My toilet right. had been blocked up for several days. Yet my boys, it turns out, had decided to keep on pooing in it. Um, yeah, I know. So it was full to the top with it was like it was like a, a um, it was a bog in every sense of the word, and I braved it, uh, Dennis. I manned up and I sh- I made a fist with my hand. I shoved it into the um, brown hole and I pumped and I pumped and I pumped for 15 minutes. And every time the water ran away, I had to flush it again so it would fill up with the brown stuff. Touch of the brown. I pumped and I pumped and I unblocked my toilet by pumping away with my fist. The worst thing you've ever put your hand in, please, 03459 yeah, yes, The worst thing I put my hand in was my wallet to get somebody else to come and do the damn job. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. We're also asking rock stars in wheelchairs. Should the uh, young lady we spoke to be uh, entitled to a free plug from the council? I mean... Oh, and uh, uh, any other bits and pieces you want. 03459 Oh, and no, no one, no one has been able this morning to call in and tell me why they should get free plastic bags. From today, in the bigger shops, it's going to cost you five pence a bag, yeah? And people are getting their knickers in a twist about it. It's like, first of all, it's not that big a deal, really. I mean, I'm not bothered. Secondly, I'm erring on the side of it's probably a good thing. And I don't know why smaller shops... Well, I do know why smaller shops aren't doing it, because you'll get some drunk plum going, Hey! I'm buying this packet of fags! Give me a free bag! Tell me why you're entitled to a free bag. And if you're upset by the fact you've got to pay five pence a bag, 
Can you tell me why? 03 459 455 555. Catherine, we've got any Texas? Yeah. Go on we then. have, we have, we have. Uh, Ev says, put it on an isolator switch. I think he's talking about the mobility scooter story. Or um, the lady herself. We just don't know. Snuffers says, why didn't Ian put his arm in a bin bag before shoving down the U bed exactly? Oh, no! The bin, uh, 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 put my arm in what? A, a bin bag. Oh, why didn't I think it? Well, because then, well, then you get into the um, uh, thing of he's desperately trying to think why he didn't put it. Hang on, give me a second. They often have holes in the bottom, don't they? Little tiny ones, so you can't suffocate it, yourself. Listen, and also, um, uh, it would have involved sellotaping. It was my right arm. It would have involved sellotaping. No, no, no. Listen, just get in there. Deal with it. Boy, oh, boy. I uh, I did it with both arms as well. Why? I started with my left because I thought, well, this will be easy. And then I realised it wasn't. I needed the purchase of my right fist. I gave that toilet a right hook. <laughs> I, sp- I did spend an hour Googling videos on how to unblock a sh- uh, uh, blocked toilet. Gosh, that was close. And uh, I just thought, I'm, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to go for it. And I did. And do you know what? I felt like a dad. I felt like a dad. I felt proud of myself. Okay, well, good. Because <laughs> what you really were was a man on his knees pumping a toilet. Ladies and gentlemen, she's absolutely correct. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Anything, guys? Anything? Are they there, Shanks? What's... Uh, they're, they're, they're just... Hang on. Oh. Steady. Oh, no. No, they've gone again. Gone. Okay. Oh, something's wrong. No, hang on. They're trying to saunter in, but you, they well, let's, let, I'm open. Open. Yeah, but, we Oh, we got with that. Let's get the travel. They've sauntered in. Where you go, boss? Thank you very much indeed, Ian. Uh, well, it's really busy on a number of routes across the three counties. Let's start on the M25. Anti-clockwise is queuing from uh, just before Junction 22, St Albans, all the way round to 20. That's the King's Langley exit, mainly because of an accident earlier on. As a result, the southbound A41 queuing, the uh, A414 at Park Street, really slow. Not helped by the earlier closure of the 414 westbound. It's reopened, but there's a long queue from the London Coney roundabout. Southbound A405 North Orbital down to Brickett Wood. That's busier than usual and the M1 slow moving in patches uh, from junctions 13 down to 7 very slow on the M1 through uh, Bedfordshire into Hertfordshire this morning southbound A1M looking very slow from Letchworth down towards uh, the second Stevenage exit and uh, northbound is uh, fully open now of course checking the situation on the trains no reported problems this morning James Worley BBC Three Counters Radio thank you very much James anyone think it was me that was late for the travel <laughs> I mean really <laughs> oh, don't worry we're fine we're fine we'll just cover for you right where are we now 7.46 it's Monday the 5th of October I'm Ian Lee these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio work will continue this morning to fill a large crown hole in St Albans two men have died after an explosion at an industrial unit in Hoddesdon and shoppers will have to pay for plastic bags at large shops from this morning let's get the weather here's Kate Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a complete contrast to last week's weather. We've lost the high pressure and we'll start to feel that rain arrive shortly. In fact, some little bursts of rain just arriving in parts of Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire at the moment. But this soon to be replaced by some heavier, more persistent rain, particularly this afternoon. It is going to become more persistent, accompanied by a strengthening southerly breeze. So wetter and windier. Still mild, though. The maximum temperature still getting up to around 18 Celsius. So uh, not 
all bad news. Overnight tonight, staying breezy, cloudy. The rain pushes east and northwards, so it will gradually dry out to be replaced by some heavy showers. Maybe a rumble or two of thunder overnight as well. And it's a mild night, minimum down to 13 Celsius. For tomorrow, these showers continue again heavy and thundery. And as the wind falls lighter tomorrow afternoon, slow moving. So they could produce quite a lot of rain as they take their time to get out of the rain, uh, out of the way. But it is going to stay mild again, 19 Celsius the maximum for Tuesday. That's 66 degrees in Fahrenheit and that's your forecast oh bring on the rain thank you Kate bring on the rain every weekday from three it's not just about what we bring you starting off on the M25 it's particularly heavy moving anti-clockwise it's also about what you bring us in the end I could only eat off my ironing board your stories every room in the house was just I was climbing over mountains of rubbish. Your humour. There's a reason why you earn the big bucks, you see. That sort of insightful comment is exactly right. Your opinions. Well, the culture's got to change because the police can't do it and the, uh, the traffic wardens are so busy. So the culture has to change. I think parents do change into uh, different human beings when they are picking their kids up. Roberto Peroni. And everyone across beds, hearts and bucks. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is Edward Adu On BBC Three Counties Radio. I mean, it's, it's, it's close enough. It's close enough. You're a busy mum, Catherine. Well... Um, um, which is why I've I've um, let you off not sewing those buttons onto my shirts that I've asked you to do, I'm, but I'm still waiting. And that's why I'm shirtless at the moment. It doesn't matter. It's very um, off-putting. Though. Five pence a bag? Does it bother you? No. I've got more important things to worry about. I've got loads of bags for life that oh, I need to remember. You, now that makes me want to puke. What? Bags for life. Well, I just need to remember them. Are they really for life? We just don't know. They are. And people say, oh, but they get holes in. Yeah, but you're supposed to be able to take them in and they replace them for now. So Do they? suck it up. Do they? Is that yes. what happens? That's why it's a bag for life. Shags, you're a new dad. Yes. Um, but do the five pence a bag, does that bother you? Uh, no, it doesn't. Yeah, no. but you can afford it. Look at you, supping on the, the teat of the BBC as Tony Hall just shoves fivers into your mouth that the public is paying. You can afford it. And you're the reason that people hate the BBC. I am. You're right. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five. See, mate. Oh, sorry, Justin? You're hey, right? boss, no, just talking to uh, the people on the streets, asking me where have I been. I said, look, guys, look, I'm back now, but I have bronc. No. But I'm, I'm now fit and well. <laughs> what, what, listen, for those, for those who don't know, um, Justin has been away. Hang on a minute, I'm going to play some... Uh, let me play some spooky music. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Got some spooky music here. Hang on, because this is... You, you've been... So- no, that's not spooky. <laughs> hang on, hang on, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Because you know no! Hang on, hang on. No! I want some... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Ah, here we go, spooky music. Oh, flipping it, it's Al City. (laughs) Uh, Hang on, hang on, I want some spooky music. Um, That was a UK number one as well. (laughs) MJ, leave me alone. Hang on, here we go. go. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know who this is now, do you, Catherine? Justin Dealey, Catherine yeah. Boyle last week, and I'm, I'm praying to God you know, she didn't know who Phil Linnett stroke Linnett was. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Here we go. Hang Do you on. know, Joss? Thin Lizzy. Of course he knows. I didn't know this was Thin Lizzy. Hang on a second. And also, well, I was going to say, he was in um, a super group as well. He had that Christmas hit as well. 
Oh, you'll know this. They had um, a really weird Ooh. Christmas song. It was Phil, and I think it was somebody from Squeeze and somebody what? from the Sex Pistols. Yeah, somebody would know. That. It was a really unusual Christmas song. Oh, Top I don't 10. know that one. Hang on, hang on, hang on. This isn't scary, but let's just get to the end of this because I can't stop this. Hang on. Hang on. Here we go. Thank you very much indeed. Okay, the right. The Greedies. Is... I think it was the Greedies. The Greedies. I don't know. Okay. Uh, you have actually been, and this I'm not making light of this at all. I'm in no mm. way being flippant. Last week, you stared death in the face. The Grim Reaper knocked on your door. You opened it. You sat down. You had a chat. And you basically concluded, not now, geese. I'm not mm. having it. You've been not been very well, but you're all right now. Yes, I had a chat with the devil. I said, uh, boss, um, it's not my time. So please, can you uh, go and do something? Go and get a kernel or something. Have a, a bargain bucket for you and your friends, but just leave me alone. And that's what happened. There we go. Fantastic. It's, it's, it's great to have you back uh, in the light. Thanks, boss. Thanks Look, a lot. Looking, looking healthy, um, smelling delightful. You, 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 I've got to say, your little tush is as cute as it's ever been. It really is. Um, back at you. Back ba- at you. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, right. So, um, there's five pence shopping bags. Yeah. The, the, for the biggest stores today, you're going to have to pay five pence per shopping bag. Mm. Um, and people are up in arms about yeah, it. Right, so as well. Oh, come on, mate. Why? I'll tell you why, because if it's a bit like the parking scenario for me. If you are going to go into a shop, for argument's sake, I don't know, Asda, okay? So if you're yeah. going to go into a shop and spend good money in that shop, oh. why should you have to pay for the bag? They should be footing the bill, not you. Okay, well, then you might as well get a free bag of chips. <laughs> well, why, why should you have to pay for the chips? Why should you have to pay for the chips? If you are buying their products, you need something to take their products away with that you've paid for. You should not be paying for that bag. Simple as that. Hang on a minute, Justin. It's called business. You buy mm-hmm. some apples, they give you some apples. They don't give you apples and something else. Sort yourself out. Mm-hmm. Take some responsibility. No, Shape up. No, when no, I used to work in talk. B-Jams, mm. this is how old I am. You wouldn't know about B-Jams, Kath, from Europe North. Of course I do. When I used to work in B-Jams, at the front, they used to have a pen, an actual pen. Pen. Um, and all of the boxes that we uh, used, you know, that had all the fruit, we would put in the front and people would come yeah. and take their boxes. They got rid of it. Do you know why they got rid of it, Justin? Why, boss? It was a fire hazard. Because it was at the front of the shop, someone was worried that it might cause a fire and everyone would be trapped in the shop and would be killed in a really horrific... Ugh, political madness gone, gone mad. That's what it is. But no, listen... Uh, someone has to foot the, the cost. Why? I just don't understand why the shops mm. should give us stuff for free. We've got to pay for it. And also, once the costs have been taken off, that money yeah. goes to charity. OK, then, boss. So what, what about you this morning? I'll tell you what, why don't you go and pay for the microphone that you're broadcasting on? Hey, why are you going to do that? That literally is the most insane comparison you've no, ever made. You, what's up with that? No, 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 you pay for it. Go on. Do you, you know pay what? for it. I, I might have to end up paying for a studio because this one is a load of old rubbish. It keeps breaking. <laughs> Nothing's working this morning again. I can't communicate with Kath secretly. We can't, <laughs> She can't hear me if I'm doing the radio. They've got to wear head. None of it's working. So I might dip in my pocket and uh, spend a few quid, as long as I've got a stu- uh, an office that works. Justin, you're wrong on this one, mate, but you've taken it to the streets. What I have indeed. What have people to say? 
Uh, a lot of people this morning going out, getting their shopping, uh, had no idea they would have to pay five pence for their bags uh, from today. So they weren't particularly happy. Uh, here's what the streets had to say. No, I'm not, I was not happy. I was not happy. It's not like they, they've increased the value of the bag or the bags are stronger. They're still as flimsy. They still break. And it's an extra 15p on my shopping. 15p is not much, though. Come on. <laughs> yeah, still 15p. 15p is a lot. Sometimes if I was to be 15p short on an article, they wouldn't let me take it away, would they? So Why shouldn't you have to pay? I think it should be just part of the service. That's what I think. I think, you know, you do your shopping and, you know, your shopping's not cheap. Everything's gone up as it is. Thanks very much, madam. Yeah. Oh. I think you'll get over it eventually. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Go and take a chill pill. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, well, I suppose they've got to do something, to be mm -hmm. honest. And we do all like just put our bags in the bin when we get home. So this might make people think a bit more. So how's it going to make you change then? Because this morning you had no idea. You've now paid five pence for yep. your bags, your two bags. Yep. How will you change? Um, by recycling them all. So it will make a difference? It will to me, yeah. I've already got some in the boot, but I forgot them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there you go. It's an interesting point. Thank you. Okay. I don't agree with it, personally, because you're already paying money to get the goods from whatever shop you're going to, so why should I have to charge you for bags? And the more money you spend on the more food, the more money you have to spend on bags. You should be rewarded for spending money. Okay, so they should be paying for it, not you, then? Well, they should be paying for the bags they paid for them before, while all of a sudden have we got to shell out. It's only 5p, though, boss. Two mounts up, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, cheers. I have no problem with it at all. Yeah. I just take bags with me whenever anyway. How many bags have you got on you now? Just the one. Yeah. What if you had to buy 50 carrier bags though? Why would you? What if you made a big impulsive purchase? Well, then you'd pay for it, wouldn't you? That's only that's five fifty pounds, two pound fifty. What if it was a hundred bags? Well, I would. Again, again, that's only five. You got him at the end, mate. I did. Great, great music. Great use of music. <laughs> that fitted. That was pure coincidence. Chance I had that. That fitted better than I could ever have hoped. Uh, uh, right. Okay. I've got. We've got a couple of minutes. It means we've got oh three four five nine four double five five double five. By the way, if you uh, uh, if you wanted to give us a call, it means we've got time for uh, one more of these. Oh no! Hang on a second. My computer's gone. Uh, to, uh, I believe the phrase is to cock. Hang on a second. Uh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Okay. I read the headline that really has very little to do with the story. Hard town. Hard town. Shags, we're going to start with you. Uh, is it about... Um, the figures suggest that the hardest town in the UK um, is Milton Keynes. No. Depends what you mean by hard. I mean uh, as in uh, tough. No. No? Oh. Justin? Um, I think this, um, I don't know whether it's local, but I think this has got something to do with concrete. I think um, maybe a town centre has been pedestrianised somewhere in the UK and they're using the hardest concrete in the world. That's why it's now officially the UK's hardest town. No. Am I, am I right? No? Okay. no you're, you're, inc you're incorrect. Um, I think it's got to be something to do with uh, Brighton or Blackpool. Because of the rock, right? And someone's built a massive replica of one of those places out of rock, making a hard town. It's one of those times when you should have gone, we, we needed Kelly Betts. England's sex drug capital. Eh? Oh. 
By sex drug, they mean Viagra. <laughs> is Iron Lady Margaret Thatcher's hometown? The most prescriptions per patient for erectile dysfunction pills, Viagra, are issued in Grantham, Lincolnshire. The Reverend Jane Campbell said, We've been voted England's most boring town. This is another form of recognition. Something to be proud of. (laughs) Well, they've all got a problem. (laughs) I would love to be a street dog there this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's really slow on the M1 this morning. Southbound, there's a queue from Junction 13 on and off all the way down to Junction 7. Northbound, I've just spotted, is also slow, heading up towards Luton at Junction 10. Can't see anything on the cameras, but uh, I can see the, the queues, but no accidents or incidents. Quick check on the uh, M25 anti-clockwise, slow moving 22, around to 20, and the A4146 Stoke Hammond Bypass, partially blocked southbound with an accident. James Woolley, BBC, Three Counters Radio. Thank you very much, James. Cheers, my dears. So, um, you are angry really about five pence per bag i don't there'll be a lot of people today getting their knickers in a twist but i mean honestly it, it it's it's nothing is it local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks this is bbc three counties radio It's 8 o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, the St Albans sinkhole was on the site of an old clay mine. A 16-year-old boy is killed in Western Turville and shoppers charged for plastic bags from this morning. BBC Three Counties Radio. Work will continue this morning to fill a large sinkhole which appeared in St Albans. People who live in Fontmel Close have been unable to return to their homes since the collapse last Thursday. Dr Tim Sands, an expert in geology at the University of Hertfordshire, wants to find out the extent of the problem in the city. One of the things we could do is to use uh, old records, old maps and so on. And in the past we've had students working on projects at the university looking at uh, old mine workings through old maps and also using perhaps some techniques to look below the ground surface. A 16-year-old boy has been knocked down by a car and killed in Buckinghamshire. The accident happened near the rugby club in Western Turville on Saturday evening. A man from High Wycombe and two others are due to go on trial today, accused of an alleged beheading plot. Meanwhile, a man arrested at Luton Airport is also due to stand trial for terror offences. Carol Abercrombie has the details. 19-year-old Yusuf Shah Syed was arrested in raids three days before Remembrance Sunday last November. He and two other men are accused of plotting to carry out a beheading. Meanwhile, Yahya Rashid from Wilsdon is accused of helping to smuggle people into Syria and will appear at Woolwich Crown Court. He was arrested by police at Luton Airport after landing on a plane from Turkey. Shoppers will have to pay at least five pence for plastic bags at supermarkets and large shops from this morning. The government hopes it will cut their use by 80%. But Jonathan Isabey from Taxpayers Alliance says it's been overcomplicated. There's certain things that you can put in a bag for free. Other times you're going to have to pay for a bag. Big shops you have to pay for bags. Smaller shops you don't. And what it comes down to is is an attack on consumers and indeed retailers because consumers are going to have the cost of living increase uh, and retailers have got to deal with the bureaucracy. 
A disabled woman from Dunstable says the council won't install an outside plug socket so she can charge her mobility scooter. Teresa Howe is currently running an extension cable out of her flat window, but she says the council's told her that plug sockets for scooters don't come into their budget. Being in the position that I'm in, I can't move into sheltered accommodation because I'm not old enough, which would be suitable for me. So I'm stuck in the property that I'm in, and you would think that they would be willing to put in a plug socket because that's all it is, a plug socket, so that a disabled person can keep their independence. In sport, Liverpool have sacked manager Brendan Rodgers after three and a half years in charge and Ireland are through to the quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup. The weather will be windy and cloudy with rain for most of the day. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne, why are you listening to us? In regards to the last story about Grantham being the hardest town. Yeah, in that way. Wayne says, I live in Grantham and it is boring. <laughs> morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy show this morning, lots to talk about. Um, rock stars in wheelchairs, so far we've got the Dave Grohl, Dolores O'Riordan from the Cranberries, Vic Chestnut, Robert Wyatt... Teddy Pendergrass, somebody tweeted. Yep, yep, good one. Is that it? A handful? There must be more. 03459 455 555. Why is everyone so upset about five pence a bag? I, I mean, really? I've not looked at the... I tell you what, let's look at the front page of the mail. I bet they're furious. Cross I bet they're beds, furious. hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> The front page of the mail does not disappoint, Catherine. Are they livid? As five pence charge starts in England, shoppers face tangle of red tape. The headline? Plastic bags, chaos looms. What? Bagageddon. <laughs> shoppers? This is outrageous. It's taking two people to write this story, Mr. They're Sean Porter. They're calling for a riot, aren't they? Shoppers will be charged five pence for every plastic carrier bag they use from today in a bid to halt the damage being caused to our planet. But the scheme being introduced in many stores across England, it's already, I think, in Northern Ireland, and I've just been told, in Wales, risks becoming a shambles because of the bizarre and complicated rules introduced by ministers, campaigners warm. It's not a shambles. You go to a big shop, you pay 5p. You go to a small shop, you don't pay 5p. Um... Polls show most people support the charge, which follows... Oh, no! Oh! Oh! What have the polls got to do with it? My eyes deceive me. I'm reading this story and the words just suddenly flipped. Hang on a second. Oh, Daily Mail, you confuse me. Polls show most people support the charge, which follows the Daily Mail's Banish the Bags campaign. Oh. To reduce the terrible damage to the environment caused by the billions of plastic bags given away every year. However, critics say the red tape surrounding the scheme will confuse and anger shoppers, meaning the predicted 70% reduction in bags issued at Tills will not be delivered. Uh, and while four pence of each charge will go to charities, George Osborne has angered uh, campaigners by insisting the Treasury will take the remaining 1p in VAT. Well, I, well that's uh, the mail uh, in favour of this. In fact, they're claiming, they're claiming it's all it, idea. it was all their idea. 
Will nobody think of the turtles? I mean, oh gosh, but, but, but I, I meant to, I'm going to remind me to play a turtle song tomorrow. Every, for ev- every week that Mark Volman of the Turtles, indeed Flo and Eddie, is uh, having chemotherapy, we're going to play a turtles or indeed a Flo and Eddie song. Every week that's going to happen. So expect to hear a lot of uh, turtles and a lot of Flo. Let's hope. Let's hope we don't get to hear many turtles and Flo and Eddie songs. Let's hope his chemo is short and he comes out the other side. Oh three four five nine. Four double five five double five is the telephone number. Can someone tell me why you're so angry about the five pence a bag? Because you, 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 listen, you're going to hear today uh, lots of very very angry people, and I don't get it. I don't. I honestly don't get it. Now, an old clay mine is the cause of the 60-foot-wide sinkhole in St Albans. That's according to the British Geological Survey, who've been examining the hole, which opened up overnight in Fontmel Close on Thursday. They've confirmed the street has been built over old Victorian brickworks, which had left the underground holes where clay had been mined. Um, Dr Tim Sands is an expert in geology at the University of Hertfordshire and joins me now. Morning, Tim. Good morning. Um, it's likely that people knew about uh, what was what had gone on underground before these homes were built. Should they have been built in this area? Well, um, although clay pits are shown on the map, one of the old Ordnance Survey maps, it's quite possible that uh, whoever developed this um, hadn't looked at those maps and wasn't sure about oh. uh, those uh, clay pits. Is it not um, de rigueur then to... Uh, to, to kind of look, I would, I've thought of, you'd have had to have looked at all of the old maps to see exactly what had been going on, just in case. That's certainly true today. Right, and, OK. Um, I think with uh, the knowledge that we have today of, of subsidence uh, and um, the knowledge of uh, and, and the free access to, to old maps, I think that would certainly be the case. Um... So, do, uh, and are these maps that accurate? Because there, there, are, there are some where, areas where these, these kind of mines have been filled in. There's some where they haven't been filled in. How much detail do they go into? Well, in this particular case, um, I've had a look at one of the uh, old maps, and uh, certainly it shows uh, clay pits in this area. It also shows um, brick kilns and lime kilns. And the possibility is that um, lime was... Uh, put into a kiln and um, used in the brick making or in mortar Um, and lime probably comes from the chalk uh, and chalk uh, is underlying this area So so are you saying that the lime and the chalk would actually make this area even weaker? Well, uh, chalk can be obtained from mines uh, in this area uh, which are underground and uh, certainly in other places in, in uh, Hertfordshire, there are chalk mines. Other mines? Are there other places where people should be concerned? Um, I think that there's currently some geophysical investigation going on in the site, and therefore I think they would be able to find uh, these mines using those geophysical techniques. Yeah. Should people be worried, Tim? There will be people, I'm guessing, in neighbouring streets um, who uh, are thinking, flipping it, this might happen to us at some point. Well, I wouldn't uh, like to um, speculate on that because um, I, I think until the geophysical survey is carried out, um, it, it would be difficult to, um, to know the extent of, the, of any further cavities. And we've had a few um, sinkholes, crown holes, whatever you want to call them, recently. They've all happened in streets, as in actually in the road or a driveway. Um, Is that pure luck? Is there a chance that uh, it could happen in someone's living room? 
Um, I, I think uh, that um, what tends to happen is that, um, that there has to be some leakage of water right. in order to help um, the, the ground uh, move into a cavity. Uh, and therefore, that's likely to occur uh, where there are drains um, or uh, mains water pipe, which, which, have, which have been leaking. OK, well, um, let's, uh, let's keep our fingers crossed there's no more of these. Tim, thank you very much indeed. Let's hope someone can film a cavity. Guys, anyone? <laughs> Three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Catherine, no? You like that? They've got some quick drying concrete. I'm sure that would help. Hope someone, let's just hope someone can film a cavity. Mm. I used to work with film a cavity. My nickname at school. Kev's on the line. Morning, Kev. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? 221. Oh, no, sorry, that was Saturday. Um, <laughs> we don't know that it was 2.21. Yes, we do. I you think you do? We had everybody, for those who missed Saturday's, um, and let's be uh, generous, car crash of a show, midday till two. Don't worry, I know how to fix it. Um, it the, the majority of it was spent trying to solve a very, very complicated maths problem. Hello? Yes. That's it. Uh, you claim you got the answer, but no, uh, only one person agreed with you. Several others disagreed. Anyway, let's not, let's not of that again. Plastic bags. <laughs> Plastic bags. Conspiracy theory. If you shop online, yeah. who decides how many plastic bags you're going to have? You're talking about services like Ocado and what have you. Mm-hmm. We are um, very middle class, and occasionally we use O C A D O Ocado dot com. Uh, and I'll be honest, would. yes, of course. Um, and it's your dollar paying for it, so thanks for that, guys. Uh, and they really don't put much stuff in the bags at all. They underpack those bags. But then I heard um, it was Lee, in fact, who's doing the news today. Didn't he say at the weekend that if you keep the bags from that particular displayer, um, and Shaggy's nodding, so that means I'm going to have to open his microphone, despite all my best intentions. Uh, <laughs> Ocado buy those bags off That's you. right, my mum and dad used the same thing, and they were told by their delivery men, because they were going to give the bags back. Oh, they do the recycling. Thing, yeah, they were going to do the recycling thing, and the guy said, no, 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 keep them. Next week, we refund 5p back off well, your well, bill. Oh, hang on. So are they refund? Are they, are they buying them off you? Or, or are, are you they, renting them? Are you renting those bags? Is it a bag rental system? I think it's like, do you remember when you used to get um, fizzy pop in like a glass bottle and oh, you get money back when you gave yes it back? Yes, I do. So yes. rental. So I think, is that a rental? Is it works that out that way. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, and uh, Kev, thank you for your contribution. Always appreciated. Yeah. Um, uh, here's the thing. Uh, how many people over the age of, I'm going to say 50, because uh, I didn't used to do it. My dad used to do it. You, the, the fizzy pop bottles you could take back, uh, or also the... Uh, tss, 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 Soda? Sel- the seltzers. What are they called? Soda siphons. Soda siphons. Is that what they were called? Mm-hmm. Why do? I, why have I got the word seltzer? I don't know. Probably a brand. You got money back for them as well. You don't see that. You used to see those in people's houses the whole time. You don't see those anymore, do you? Gosh. Um, you get five pence back. And my dad, and if you did this, do let me know, um, they used to store all of those uh, recyclable bottles out the back. So he'd just go round the climb over, shinny over the wall, get into the back of the shop, into like the little courtyard outside, get as many bottles as he could under his arm, shinny back over the wall, go around the front and get his money back, get even more money. Proper Cockney. Proper Cockney. Morning, Rog. Morning. What you got for us, Roger? Uh, Paying for plastic bags is a very good idea and a bit late coming as well. Tell me, tell me why it's a good idea. Because I'm not, being honest, I'm not that fussed about it, but I'm erring on the side of it's a good idea. I certainly don't understand why people are, are so furious about it. But go on. 
I, can, I, mean, I can't understand why anybody would be curious over a plastic bag. Sounds a bit weird to me, but... Why? Uh, Tell me why it's a good idea. It's too much plastic, and that plastic bag do account for a significant amount. I'm upset that the Chancellor wants to take a penny out of it. <laughs> um, it the thing is, right, it, it's not... It's not going to save the planet, is it? and it's not even going to come close to saving the planet, is it? On its own, no. But I hate, and I hate to advertise other companies, but every little does help. Okay. Well, oh, oh, there we go. He's, he's got in. Uh, it's that's a slogan for one of the companies, and I can't think which. It's the one that shows the lady's bottom, isn't it? Is that it? Every every little helps. Asda. So she taps her mighty fine motherly bottom. Um, every Tesco. Asda. I don't know one of them. Well, our shags. Uh, it's Tesco. The the bottom is Asda. Right, mate. If you could not... Did you say that? But it's the same advert. No, no, they're different adverts. No, no, no. No, no, no. The, the one you're referring to every is little that's helps. As, no, no, that's Asda. Shall I ring our Ellen? No. Because she works Asda. No, no, no. no right. C- can we... Get, no, no. It's the wrong slogan. When when she slaps the butt, it's, that's Asda price. I've, I've got ching, to... Ching, I've got, I've got to say, if you could please, this isn't the reason I'm reluctant to open your microphone, please mention no specific name brands, Shags, oh, okay. for goodness oh, sakes. Catherine and I have avoided it for the whole conversation. The whole uh, yeah. But it's definitely, but the, no, the every little helps. Is that Tesco or Asda? Uh, that's, um, well, you, you're mixing them up. Well, it's to say, she taps her bum and she, she looks at the camera co- coquettishly and says, every little helps. Can you no, she doesn't. Okay, was well, it uh, Tesco or Asda? The, the, well, every little helps is Tesco. I've asked you, mate. I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to turn your microphone down. I've asked you specifically. Please don't mention any b- brand names, mate. It's the BBC. Guys. But which one is it? Is it Tesco or Asda? Neither. Both. Can you stop the self-spanking? I'm caught in a sandwich and I don't I've caught like in a self-spanking it. sandwich. Oh! Travel news. Chance to be a fire thing. And bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Stoke Hammond bypass is partially blocked southbound from Drayton Road down towards Leighton Buzzard. It's all because of an accident in between the Lakes Estate and Leighton Buzzard itself. There's a queue from the A5. Uh, really slow on the A41 southbound from just east of Bourne End and the A414 long delays westbound from the London Coney roundabout up to Park Street. Not helped by the accident earlier as well as drivers avoiding the M25. Now the M25 anti-clockwise in patches is slow, well I'd say now from the A1M all the way down to the M40 because of many of that accident earlier at Junction 20 as well as usual Monday morning queues. The M1's not looking too good at all. Northbound is now slow for some reason between Junctions 9 and 10 heading up towards Luton. Can't see any accident on camera. Uh, Southbound is slow moving from 13 down to 10 on the sensors and uh, also uh, problems uh, for the A1M. Southbound is slow moving uh, passing Stevenage. Usual delays there and the A10 really slow into London uh, from just south of uh, Chesant to be called because of the works in Enfield at Carter Hatch Lane. M40, that's very busy out of London uh, from the Swakeley's round about James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you, James Wally. Much appreciatos, appreci- as we say, Don La Mexico. Ah, where are we now? 8.17, it's Monday the 5th of October. I'm Ian Lee. It's still dark, it's dark out. It's really dark out. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's been confirmed that a large crown hole in St Albans was on the site of an old clay mine. A 16-year-old boy has died after being knocked down in Western Turville. And shoppers will be charged for plastic bags at large shops and supermarkets from this morning. Maybe I've got it wrong then. Because I thought the mail would be out. It actually turns out the mail have... Uh, lots of you have been pointing it out, and thank you. The mail have been having a big campaign about this for quite some time to um, to get rid of plastic bags. So maybe, maybe, maybe... And we've not been inundated. We've, the, most, all the callers we've had have said, actually, yeah, it's good. 
We've had a couple of tweets where people have said, oh, it's outrageous and they're branded. We shouldn't be paid to advertise, but uh, we shouldn't be paying to advertise. But maybe nobody's bothered. Maybe it's a, um, a, a radio phone-in construct that, that um, pretends, that has created this idea that people are outraged. Maybe nobody's outraged. Maybe nobody's even vaguely angry Tell about you, it at all. I spoke to someone who was vaguely irked about it. Well, worried, actually. Uh, the guy who works behind the checkout at my local branch of Tesco's. Oh, yeah. He said he's working the late shift tonight and he hates the idea that he's going to have to break it to people who are... Um, have you ever been to Tesco's late at night? Oh, man. It's, it's, you know that TV series, The Walking Dead? It's, I think that's where they got the idea for it from. I mean, it is. It's just, and they will, they will eat your flesh if you get too close to yeah. them. Yeah. So, I mean, good luck to him. Ah, oh, dear. Uh, we, we had Roger on the line, but Roger appears to have. Uh, uh, He's uh, dropped out. He, he? Roger has he? dropped out, but that, that's fine. It means I get to do this every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? Have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they're thing to do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze? The JVS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Waited and the receipt came out but the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. We're going we're gonna to quickly go to Roger. Don't, Mick, Mick Dillon joins me in the studio. Mick, we'll come to you in a second. You're not going to hear Roger. I'm suspecting he's got nothing. Uh, well, <laughs> let's, I've judged him a bit too harshly already. Roger? Yeah? What you got for us, boss? Uh, again, um, I think it's a good idea that they charge for plastic bags. Hang on, did we just talk to you? Yeah. The world has gone... The Tesco world has gone upside down, topsy turvy. Has someone um, spiked uh, Shags and myself, and indeed <laughs> the lady Catherine, with LSD? Is it? Is there some kind of? You said we'd lost him. I thought you hadn't finished. Well, I didn't know. Uh, what, what the Shags? What we need to do? Well, no, no, listen. Don't worry, Roger. Gone on a bit longer. True. You, when the call when the call is done, you need to wipe the screen because <laughs> I'm going to assume because otherwise I'm going to think that I'm on LSD. Sorry. I'm on LSD. If you are, we're on LSD, Roger. <laughs> Can I touch your face? Look at my hand. Just look at the hand. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is Edward Adu On BBC no. Three Counties Radio. OK. A dunceable woman is hitting out at Central Beds Council for refusing to help her charge her mobility scooter. At the moment, Theresa Howe has to drop an extension cable out of her council flat window. Well, the council's refusing to install an outside socket, saying it's not part of their general day-to-day -day budget. Uh, well, Mick Dillon is from the Disability Resource Centre in Dunstable, and while I'm speaking to uh, Mick, somebody's going to print this script off for me, so hand it to me in a printed form so I can look at my guest, because, uh, once again, the studio is not built... It's not built for radio, Mick. Why would it be that? Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see you. Um, Thank you. Um, um, okay, we, we know that um, uh, this uh, uh, lady has uh, been helped, Teresa has been helped a lot with the occupational therapy, and they have helped uh, make adaptions to uh, the property she lives in. Are um, the council, uh, behoove, does it behove them to put a, a PowerPoint outside her home? Are they, do they have to do it? it 
the answer is no, but right. the, the logical answer is that, you know, when she had all the assessments and it's all central beds, all in one go, which is helpful, yeah. uh, that they should look to the holistic solution. And anybody who has a scooter, it's worth thinking how you're going to use it, park it, store it, charge it, etc. Uh, and so it's worth thinking about all of those things, yeah. you know, because leaving it outside, you know, it, it could be hijacked. Um, uh, I thought the store would actually run to health and safety would say you can't possibly charge it outside, dra draped out the window. Uh, you can get lockable, wet-proof uh, external boxes yep. uh, and a switch inside. Uh, and I'd have thought the cost of that could be uh, two, three, four hundred pounds. It's deceptive how much these things yeah. cost. So it, I think the f first thing is there seems to be a missed opportunity and all the, the major works, so a wet room and things were done, that actually the, the, a very simple, quite cost-effective bit of work, which is hugely important to her, has been missed off. And I suppose part of the thing is that um, uh, uh, any investments to um, uh, uh, adapting and uh, changing a property, it actually it may cost a few quid, but actually it's cheaper because it keeps uh, those residents out of um, kind of warden homes or, or, or homes that would cost the council more money. Well, I think the current trend now is about health and wellbeing. Uh, and, you know, someone's independent, so they can still come and go and do what they want. And, you know, if you take that away because of the... Uh, the, the cost, the price of a socket outside, yeah. then of course they're going to be more reliant uh, and it won't just be about warden control or sheltered accommodation, it's much more serious. Uh, she says, Teresa says that if she was over 65, there'll be a lot more support to her, but because she's 40, um, it, it's harder. Is that, is that the case? It, it's an interesting uh, juxtapose of, you know, disability, is it age related? The answer is not exclusively. Uh, and, and the local authority does split into, uh, you know, children up to 18, 18, 65, 65 and over. Uh, and a lot of the uh, provision can be in the, the older category. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes small adaptations and solutions in for older people making a huge difference. But, you know, there are a number of uh, people of working age, which is the, the key, who would benefit from uh, probably a more holistic approach. Allow me to play devil's advocate for a second, Mick. Um, when we spoke to Teresa, she, while she had conversations with the council, she hadn't um, made any investigations herself as to how much it would cost to put a socket uh, in, and she's, you know, and she um, sounded like she was, she would be able, she, she, she would be able to make that phone call, get a couple of electricians out, and get a quote. Is there, um, and I'm going to try and phrase this sensitively, but it's going to come out crass, so I'm just going to blunder through it. Actually, there are some people who um, it could be said, and I'm not saying this of this lady at all, but expect everything for free, and they expect everything to be done for them when actually they're capable of doing a lot of stuff for themselves. Do you, does that make sense? Yeah, I think we all know people like that who get things who shouldn't and, and actually provide, expect the world to provide for them, uh, and life isn't like that. Uh, I think you could help yourself. I think it's important to show willing. Uh, I think this will become a harder case, you know, to get this next two, three, four hundred quid sorted out yeah. because you're going back for a fresh application. You're going back for, for something extra. And no matter what is in life, you know, when you have someone in front of you doing uh, the, the general approach to all the bits and pieces you need, look at the all the scenarios you need. So it's going to be harder work to get this last bit done. Uh, you know, there'll be electricians listening and it's about getting accredited uh, NIC, yeah. i.e., uh, electricians, uh, three quotes, and you know you'll get a price range even within three quotes. Yeah. So as uh, three counties resident I'm, architect, you know, it, it's really you know getting the job done properly. I'm surprised that she parks the scooter outside. I've never seen a scooter parked outside like overnight. Apparently, you see it outside booths and stuff. That's the trouble, you see. Well, they, 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 they're, they're just they're, an empty socket. They're easy. They're easy to get. They're easy to nick, aren't they? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you, I also when electric cars are you know plugged in, yeah, uh, because they link into the horn 
on and that they're locked and secure, oh. uh, which I didn't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, scooters are literally just plug in and go. Yeah. Uh, but and they have yes. a key, but it's not the most sophisticated key. I'm sure you could... I could hotwire it, can you really? Yeah, I think you, you could. could. Yes. Ram raid and hotwire. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, I think it, it comes back to, if you're going to look at a scooter, which is potentially the right solution for someone who is, yeah. you know, can do a certain amount, but that lasts a little bit, is a bit too much in one go. Solution, uh, a scooter is a solution, but you know, think about we're going to store it, charge it. If you can't live inside the house, is it the right solution? Is the house the right solution? And unfortunately, some disability can have a huge impact on the whole lifestyle. Mick, always good to talk to you. Thank you very, very much indeed. Pleasure. Did the studio work for you? Uh, yeah, you're looking very dapper today in your monkey's t-shirt. Monkey's t-shirt, isn't it? I've decided I'm 42. I'm a dad now. I'm going to start wearing 42? more. 42. Yeah. Really? So, you cheeky, get him, get, right, get out of it, out, <laughs> go on, go on. And I'm, I know it's going to take you a while because you've got to do like a six-point turn, but I'm going to be watching. I've just ran. Mick, exactly, nice to see you, thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is Edward Adu On BBC Three Counties Radio. I really need to change those... Uh, really need to change those uh, those jingles so they are they are uh, 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 um, uh, appropriate. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Now Tom Jones is in a lot of the newspapers today. Are the kids at school yet, Catherine? When they'll, th they'll be on their way. They'll be setting out. Oh, they'll be in the car. Mm, careful. Well, then I probably can't do the Tom Jones story. Well, the Tom Jones story. Do you want to get that? The Tom Jones story. Is that he's got a book out? Oh, he's got, what a surprise! He's got a book out uh, that's just after he's been um, sacked off by the BBC. Okay, well that's okay. Well, that the timing there suggests to me, the timing there suggests to me that the BBC said to him a long time ago, "Look, mate, we're going to give you the sack, but we, if you want, we can tie it in with your book so you get a, a, a nice run of press." The story that's in the papers is. My reclusive wife has lost her spark, says Sir Tom. Sir Tom, by the way, a man who famously put it about a lot. For half a century, she's endured living in the limelight of her superstar husband's career and his numerous affairs. So perhaps it's no surprise that according to Sir Tom, we'll do Darren after the news, his wife Linda has lost her spark. Well, that's nice of him to say, isn't it? That's nice. Yeah, that, that might happen. After years of that. Speaking ahead of the release of his autobiography this week, he admitted that while he loved the, the spotlight, Linda, 75, had always preferred being at home. Mm. His book reveals that at their Los Angeles home, Linda has retreated into herself, smoking heavily and doing so away from others to avoid filling their living rooms with cigarette fumes. Um, I've, I've realised she's had a depression since she was young, he told the Sunday Times magazine. She's always had a touch of it. He enjoyed... I don't think she really enjoyed getting out and about, and I think she was happy with being in the house. He's had, but he's he's Indie had like house. he's had affairs at left, right, and centre, and I mean that literally and geographically. He's been he's been all over the shop. Here's the thing. I'm going to do an LBC tease here, like they do on the LBC now, as I've been told to. Do you know? Um, well, unless you know the answer, do you know what um, Tom Jones has a nickname for his? Um, <clears throat> little Tom. For his little Tom. Tom Jones calls his little Tom um, something, and it's not little Tom. Do you know what it is? No. Oh, I'll tell you after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
It's really slow on the northbound M1. We've tried to find out what's going on on the cameras, uh, but nothing's been reported. Uh, northbound 9 to 11 slow, that's Redbourne, up towards the Dunstable exit. Southbound is still very heavy in patches from just south of Junction 13 down towards Toddington Services, and then it eases off a little bit. Moving on to Luton, Dunstable Road is partially blocked with an accident at Waller Avenue near, near the car dealership, and the A4146 to Stoke Hammond Bypass, queuing southbound from Water Eaton down towards the Stoke Hammond roundabout after an accident. In fact, there's a queue from the A5. A414, London County to Park Street. Westbound still very slow this morning. Usual congestion on the A1M southbound at Stevenage. And the northern line in London on the underground, suspended between High Barnet and Camden Town, as well as from Mill Hill East to Camden because of a signal failure at Tufnell Park. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines. Experts say a large sinkhole which appeared on a street in St Albans is on the site of an old clay mine. Work will continue this morning to fill it with foam concrete. A 16-year-old boy has been knocked down by a car and killed in Buckinghamshire. The accident happened near the rugby club in Western Turville on Saturday evening. And shoppers will have to pay at least five pence for plastic bags at supermarkets and large shops from this morning. The government hopes it will dramatically cut their use. The weather will be windy and cloudy today. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool have sacked their manager, Brendan Rodgers. He was dismissed shortly after the club's one-all draw in the Merseyside derby yesterday. The Arsenal manager, Arsene Wenger, praised Rodgers' record. I think he's a quality manager. Unfortunately, uh, the pressure is always bigger on the managers. I think what he has done at Liverpool, he was very unlucky not to win the Premiership. He was the closest, certainly, to win the Premiership of all the managers who have been working for the club. But... That's the way it goes now. Watford drew one all with Bournemouth in the Premier League and the MK Dons got a draw in the Championship. Luton Town secured their fourth win in a row in League Two with a 4-1 victory at Hartlepool. Assistant manager Terry Harris praised his side's goalkeeper. We're fortunate that we got two top-class goalkeepers in my eyes uh, at the club and pulled off some very good saves today. You know, uh, we're not, we weren't particularly happy with our overall sort of defending really as such. Um, but we'll, we'll have a look at that. Yeah, I mean, as I said, he, he was very, very good today, Mark Tyler. Elsewhere, it was defeat for Wickham Wanderers and Stevenage. In rugby, England's head coach Stuart Lancaster says he'll decide whether to resign after the World Cup. England were knocked out of the competition after losing to Australia. Ireland are through to the quarterfinals, beating Italy 16-9, but coach Joe Schmidt says they'll need to improve if they want to beat France in next Sunday's Paul D decider. We want to be in the quarterfinals. I'm not sure performance-wise where we want to be. Uh, you know, Italy made it very, very difficult for us today. They're, they're a very tough physical team and you know it's nice to escape with the result really because we felt that it would be tough leading into the game and it delivered exactly what we suspected it would and that's bbc three counties news and sport with more at nine o'clock Come on, come on, me. 
Justin Dealey, he's stared death in the, like Bill and Ted in a bogus journey. He has uh, he's been to the other side. When you came back to life, yeah, did, yeah. was there a bright light? I mean, were, were there people there saying, Justin, it's not your time, and you you travelled back to the light? Is that how it worked? Bizarrely, when I came back to life, I could hear Shawadi Wadi under the moon of love in my mind. Wowzers! That meant, it meant a lot. Spiritual, yeah. spiritual. Mm. Uh, you, now you were away last week. We were playing uh, the, uh, the uh, Kiri called in. It was a really weird call. She went, "I've got a phone in." <laughs> it's like what? All right. I think she'd been like, drinking very, very heavily. Mm. I've got a phone in. Songs that have got the word wang in. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Did, I, Are you aware of this song? Shoot, shoot, diddy, what? Come, come, a wang, dang. No. <laughs> Do you know this one? What's it called again? Shoot. I've got to read it and be very careful. Shoot, shoot, diddy, what? Come, come, a wang, dang. No, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It really is absolutely amazing, Daily. It's so shoot, nice to have shoot. you back. Good to be back. It's so nice to have you back. Uh, before the uh, before the break, I te- mm, mm, so Tom mm. Jones, Wang Chung. I beg your pardon, Wang Chung. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you got it's a game. You've got to play so carefully. Yeah. We had, I think we had. Um, what were the others? We had sh- we had this one. Shoop shoop. Did he what? Come a come a. Wang dang. Wang dang. We had Wang Chung and everybody Wang uh, Chung tonight. <laughs> there was. Um, Oh, what was the... Um... What she heard it in? She heard... It was a wang that wasn't there that she heard, wasn't it, Kiri? What about that R&B tune? The, the, there was an, an R&B tune with, with wang. You're in not the thinking of the Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang Clan? Maybe, maybe. That was Tang. Was it Tang? Um, it's close. But, well, there, was, um, <laughs> there was the one about... Um... Oh. Shoot, shoot. I'm trying... It's my favourite. Um, it was, and I can't remember who did it. Um, oh, it was... The, the, guy, the boring guy... That did it. Um, oh, it was about about a dance. The old guy. Oh, I wish. That, oh, I know. Yeah. Um, Lost Del Rio. No, it was a, a really a sort of a, a crooner. It was a crooner. Something about oh. the Wang Bossa Nova or something. So, uh, maybe it was a Bossa Nova. Let me. I mean, it was. It or was. the Samba. Wang, wang Samba. Yeah, maybe it was the Wang. It Fair play to Kiri. That is a great phone. I mean, it's it's calls like that that you. Oh, yeah. through, listen quickly. Someone. I know. We, I know that we're doing uh, last week's phone in again. But for goodness sakes, the man died. And re- <laughs> this man is in many ways. And please don't take offence at this, anyone. He's our own Christ. He died. <laughs> and he rose again. And thank you for that. So very quickly, mm. someone tweet me. What the hell was the, um, the the song that was by an old crooner that had the word wang in? Because it was it was it, it came from absolutely nowhere. Quick, mm. quickly tweet me or text eight one three double three. Start your text three. While we're here, this is what mm. got you in. Yeah, Tom Jones, legend. Yeah, famously put it around all over the place, mm, but people loved it. Well, but do you know what it was called? It had a name. It had. A name, and it's, it's and I know this is a fact because I, I think he said it in interviews. Right. Howard Kalen from the Turtles, uh, right, famously writes about in his book when they they did a tour together in 1965, and he said that Tom Jones, that there'd be like screaming fans bashing on the tour bus, mm. and uh, Howard would sit next to Tom Jones. And, Tom, and he couldn't be heard because it was really thick glass. And Tom would say, oh, girls, you love it, don't you, girls? You'd love to have <laughs> oh. a go on. And then he would say the name of his shoop shoop. I, th- I think I've got it. Come a come a wanger, wanger <laughs> ding dong. Eric. No! I bet it's, I bet I know what it is. You said it wasn't a small name. Oh, listen to you, Liam Dutton. Look at you. No. It was. Uh, let's, let's see if Shags wants to have a go. He's, 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 he's libelled us with supermarkets already. We have to apologise for that. Go on, then. What do you reckon? Uh, um, pussycat. 
Oh, oh gosh. That's new, pussycat. <laughs> you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Jones used to call his uh, um, his member Wendell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, girls, you'd love to have a look at old Wendell, wouldn't you? <laughs> that sounds like, oh, that sounds like why, a trap. Why Wendell? <laughs> don't well, I, know. Come on, there's got to be some sort of I, reason behind I it. I don't know. Oh, I've just found it. Was there a place called Wendell that he went to? And he, 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 uh, no, I won't Don't say that. think about yeah. it. No, it don't bear thinking about. Ladies and gentlemen, I found, I found the song. This, you, you, you're, you're in for a treat, Justin. Mm. Um, whoever thought, whoever thought... Um, that we'd be playing Mr. Pat Boone on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much two days to... They did the wang dang <laughs> Taffy Apple Tango They did the wang dang Taffy Apple Tango There we go, Justin. Uh, the, wow. Songs. Can, can I have some more phonies like that, please, yeah, for yeah. the streets? <laughs> well, where's Kiri? Kiri, please, I need K- some more she, of this I stuff. I mean, Kiri, you, you keep on drinking, sister. <laughs> Justin, it's a pleasure to have you back. And we back. will uh, we'll speak to you later. We'll speak to you tomorrow, probably. Yeah, thank you're, you. You're done now. You yeah. can knock off. Nice T-shirt. Thank you very much indeed, the monkeys. <sighs> uh, you can go and prep for your, your breakfast show on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday breakfast Six this till weekend. Nine. Six till nine, yes. Um, I think we've got Gareth Gates on this weekend, so oh. we're, we're kicking off with the big names. Very, very nice. Mm. Can I ask a favour? Don't do what um, David Prever did. He rip, oh. rips the papers to shreds, so then when we come in, the papers are all to shreds. Don't worry. Everything's going to be nice and calm. Of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't believe Everything's under control. <laughs> don't believe that for a second. Thank you, Daily. Speak to you later on. Ta-ta. Uh, Darren's in the clapper. Morning, Darren. Morning. Why aren't you listening to BBC London with Paul Ross and that lady? Uh, I listen to that. Yeah, and you're absolutely right not to. It <laughs> sucks. It sucks. This is where the action is. What you got for yeah. us, Darren? Uh, it's carry bag business. It, yep. It's really taking a Michael, oh. as far as I'm concerned. Tell How me can why. they be charging 5p per bag? It's gone from zero to 5p. It's a bargain, isn't it? It's a, are you saying they should be charging more? Because it does seem rather cheap to it me. Should, they shouldn't be charging at all. Why? Well, listen, well, I've heard some figures this morning, right? And they're saying uh, one big uh, place, they sell 700 million bags a year. Yes. That's how many bags they go for. 5p a bag, that's 35 million quid. Yeah, the money goes to charity. Yeah, but does it? Well, yeah, it does. The four, but, but four yeah. pence goes to charity, according to the Daily Mail. 5.4 billion bags a year, right? Four pence of each charge will go to charities, and George Osborne takes a penny in VAT. Oh, there you go, then. It's a money-making scheme. That's all it is. But, the thing is, right, if, if, um, if they were putting 5p on a pint or 5p on a packet of cigarettes, everyone would be going mental. Everybody would be up in arms. But because it's a carry bag and it's maybe doing the world a load of good and it's an order. Oh yeah, there's that side to it as well. It's going to save the planet for my kids. Yeah, uh, ridiculous. But That's I don't ridiculous. understand. But tell me why it's ridiculous, Darren. Because this is what I don't get. I'm because, really uh, not that fussed about it, but no, I'm went, erring on the went, side of it's a good idea. I went shopping about two weeks ago, and they tried to charge for my bags. You know what I done? I walked out, left all the shopping on, on the conveyor belt thing, and it, it, all, it just left it there. So I'm not paying for the bags. I said last week. So, so hang on. So someone, so some poor kid or old woman who's on yeah. um, uh, minimum wage yeah. has then got to put your shopping back. It keeps them in a the job. But they've got jobs. They don't want their job of putting your Nescafe and your tabs back. No. You put it tell me. Okay, tell me. Like, this is what I don't get, right? And this is what no one's been able to explain, right? Yeah. Tell me why you should get your bags for free. Because they're given for free. 
That's why. They've given them for free so far. Yeah, yeah, okay. But they've given them for free so far, but they've stopped that now. So why should you get your bags for free? Why not? Why shouldn't you tell me why I shouldn't? No, 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 no. That's not the question, right? (laughs) Okay, I'll tell you why you shouldn't. Because it's costing the shops money and it's killing the planet. There's two reasons why you shouldn't get them for free. You flip it and tell me why you should get them for free. Killing the planet, I can understand. But is it actually really killing the planet? Is it? Well, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's part of the th- it's part of the problem. We are we are uh, 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 peoples that are addicted to oil, and guess what? There ain't enough oil to keep going forever. And plastic bags are made of oil. Nah, nah, I'm not having it. Like, like I said, I'm I'm really not happy about but, it. Anyway. But, but I've like... told you, I've told you why we should pay. You tell me why we shouldn't pay. Because it's scandalous. But, okay, I mean, tell me what. Tell me why. It's... Doing, the next thing they're going to be doing is on the way to on the way to the shop, the shop, and they're going to be charging you for the air you bring. Well, they're not. They're not, are they? Tell me why. Well, you said it's, it's scandalous. Free at the moment, but it, what you say is free at the moment, right? But what if they start charging five feet? It's the thin end of the wedge. We're going to hell in a handcart. <laughs> Darren, nice to talk to you, mate. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. But couldn't answer the question. Why should we get the bags free? Well, we've always got them for free. Well, we don't now. We don't now. But it's scandalous. Why? 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 Where is that? You tell me why we shouldn't get them for free. Okay, because uh, it costs the shops money, um, and uh, uh, they're part of the problem. Tiny part, but they're part of the problem that this planet is um, is running out of natural resources. Plus, let's take it back to the first point. There, we've always had them for free. No, we haven't. My nan wouldn't have. She'd have taken her own shopping bag. Hey, no, and you know what? You're absolutely right. My mum back in the day. My mum back in the day in the seventies, she had her own shopping bag. She had a few carrier bags, but she had. Um, uh, and I'm trying to picture it. She had, like a uh, string bag. She had a string bag, but then she upgraded to a <laughs> from from the market a plastic Harrods bag. Sweet, <laughs> that's what she had. My mum's green Harrods bag um, that she thought was dead posh. It wasn't. It was from it was from some Cockney market. But I bet it had good handles, and that's what counts. Yeah, yeah. She had that bag. Other parts of the world. My um, one of my sister-in-law. She's Swedish. She's got her own, she always carries her own bag. Whenever we've been to Sweden or wherever we've been shopping with her here, she's always got her own bag and she un- unfurls her own bag and puts the shop. They, they, over there, they think it's insane that we have so many carrier bags. Do you know what I've got for when I go to the shop with the kids and I walk there and back? Yeah. A trolley. An old woman's trolley? Yeah. Tartan? No, it's really, it's like a trendy one. Well, <laughs> come on, guys. No, come on, guys. I mean, it's, as they go. I don't care. It's not every, about the look of it. It's about I can put loads in it and uh, it doesn't hurt to carry you it. You know why you think that? Because you're a mum. Every five years, the uh, tro- shopping trolley manufacturers, and they do it every five years and they're brilliant at it, they manage to make shopping... They have a good go at making shopping trolleys hip and they'll get like someone from Towie or something to, to be seen out with a shopping trolley and stuff like that. We're due a resurgence in the shopping trolley again actually. It's but been it's, a while. It's not really about the hipness, it's about the fact that I can pull it along and one kid can hold one part of the handle, the other kid can hold my other hand and do we you know, walk. Do you know why I've got a problem with the shopping trolley? Go. Because when I used to do a free newspaper round and I was 14 there was a girl I really, I was 13 there was a girl I really really fancied and she short, I, I would carry, I would pull the newspapers in a shopping trolley because it was easier than the bag yeah. and, the, and she saw me with the shopping trolley and she point she pointed at me and laughed and that's why dear listener i can never use one of those shopping trolleys ever again travel news for beds hearts and bugs bbc three counties radio 
Unusually slow on the northbound M1 this morning from uh, Junction 7 up towards 10. A little unsure as to the reason why. Certainly see the queues on the cameras, but uh, no reported any accidents or incidents. Southbound M1 is still slow in patches from 13 down towards 10, possibly because of this accident in Luton. The Dunstable Road is partially blocked off at Waller Avenue near the car dealership. Uh, that's causing a queue back onto the M1. It's really slow on the southbound A1M from Letchworth all the way down past Stevenage on the southbound side. And uh, M25, well, anti Clockwise is slow moving well, between junctions 25 and 24, in fact 26 to 25 slow, and then it's slow in patches from the M1 all the way down towards the M40. Oh, the Stoke Hammond Bypass, the 4146, partially blocked on the southbound side from Drayton Road down towards Linsleg because of an accident. That's causing a queue from the A5. And uh, A41, there's a broken down car just after Hemel Hempstead. It's in the northbound side uh, causing delays. James Warley, BBC Three Counties Radio. James, thank you very much. This is what we, I've got it. I've got what we should have sent Dealey out on. This is the last 15 minutes of the show, guys. What do you currently get for free that actually thinking about it, you should probably pay for? I tell you what, um, whenever you go to like uh, Village Fates and things, you get a cup of tea, polystyrene cup. You should be charged for the polystyrene cup. You certainly shouldn't be throwing it away. Why can't you wash a polystyrene cup? You can! You can wash them, I tells you. You can wash them! Stuff that you get for free that you should actually thinking about it probably be charged for. 03459 455 555. 847, the weather's coming up in a second. Before that, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's been confirmed that a large sinkhole stroke crown hole in St Albans was on the site of an old clay mine. A 16-year-old boy has died after being knocked down in Western Turville. And shoppers will be charged for plastic bags at large shops and supermarkets from this morning. Last 15 minutes of the show, what do you get for free that actually you probably should be charged for? 03459 455 555. The phones have gone mental on that one. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's all changed this week in stark contrast to the lovely weather we had over the last couple of weeks. We've lost the high pressure and we're seeing the rain arriving already. It's much wetter and noticeably windier as well. Now, some patchy light rain at first, but that's going to become heavy and persistent as we head further through the day, accompanied by a strengthening southerly breeze. I suppose the only good news, if you can call it that, is the temperature is staying mild, so at least it's not cold in all this wind and rain. 18 Celsius, 64 degrees in Fair. Staying breezy overnight, lots of cloud as that rain pushes further east. Behind that rain, we're going to see some showers developing, some heavy ones, maybe a rumble of thunder in there, and these strong winds will push them through. Maximum or other minimum temperature, not that cool, that much cooler than today's daytime. It's going to be a mild night compared to last week, 13 Celsius. For tomorrow, still some showers rumbling through, not too much in the way of brightness or sunshine between these showers, um, but it will get one or two drier spells. But these showers are heavy, potentially thundery and slow moving as well. The wind falls lighter tomorrow afternoon and therefore these downpours could turn a little bit more torrential. Maximum temperature 19 Celsius and that's your forecast. They did the wang dang Taffy Apple Tango Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is Guggen Garawal on BBC Three Counties Radio. Peter! 
Good morning. What would you like to have a whinge about today? Well, a whinge in time saves lives. Doesn't it, doesn't, doesn't it, Josh? That. Doesn't it? That's actually true. A whinge in time saves lives. That's, that's true. Anyway, about plastic bags. Yes, boss. The shops and You really got me! You really got me! You really got me! Oh, no! Oh, it's too early. Sorry, too early for the uh, guitar solo. Sorry, Pete, carry on. Okay. When the shops introduced plastic bags, that was the shop's fault for introducing them. It was their we fault for making things easier? Paper bags with handles. Yep. So I can't see no reason why, huh? with our intelligence 50, 60 years on, yes. that we can't make a bag that's... Uh, uh, firm enough to carry. I used to go and buy five. You really got me. You really got me. Oh no! Sorry, Peter, I, just, I love that guitar, Sally. What well, were you saying, mate? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I, I was going to say about my brain stirred the must, but I think you're now. <laughs> um, so, hang on a minute. Are you saying that... Um, I'm so confused, Peter, uh, as I suspect you are on a daily basis. Are you suggesting that um, paying the five pence for the carrier bags is a good thing or a bad thing? It's a bad thing, because okay. they introduced them. Well, no, hang on a minute! They are you saying they're like a, they're like a bags. Are you saying they're like a drug dealer that's giving the first wrap of heroin for free and now they're charging you? You can go to a store years ago. Yes. And buy five pound of potatoes. They used to put it in a paper bag. Yes. With handles. Right. And that was sufficient to the hold. The vandals five took of all the handles. Ordinary handles at the end of the bag. Yes, the vandals took the handles, according to Dylan. <laughs> I'll tell you what, your brain has turned a must, mate. I'll tell you that. Thank you, love. Say, sure. hey, say hello to Hilda. Go on. Hello, Hilda. Hello there. Has he drove you mad this morning? He always drives me mad every morning. <laughs> it's, I, I think it's the music. He, put, he puts it to out of our brains. Well... It's the music he plays, I'm afraid. That's right. I mean, he's a nice guy, though. Yes. He really cares about some subjects, but he don't care about our old, our us old people much. <laughs> hey. And how are you anyway? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah? Yes, thank you. You're keeping well? Yes, trying to. Yeah, well, we all, we all do that. Just eat well, girl. That's it. That's for sure. Yep, you take care now. Yeah, you too. Bye, thank you. Bye. Hilda, what you got for us? I was in Sainsbury's a few weeks ago. Yes. And the lady in front of me uh, had bought a load of... And the, and the cashier said, uh, Do you want to carry a bag, ma'am? She said, Oh, all right. Yeah. So she gave me this and peeled off this carrier bag. Yeah. The lady shook it out, turned it inside out, what? and put all her goods inside it. What? So the cashier said... Why did you do that, madam? He says, I'm not walking around the streets advertising Sainsbury's. It's not 
not the funniest gag. Is that a gag or is that a true story? Let me just go back to the source. It's a true Hildred, story. That's a true story. It sounded like you were telling a gag. I wouldn't open with no, that. No, no, no. That's a true story. But you can still read through the bags as they're so thin these days. You can't hold nothing. That's uh, you, true. You, you could still, well... Gosh, well, that's, that's Sainsbury. No wonder Sainsbury's <laughs> stocks have gone down in the last couple of weeks, Hilda. Now you know why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you for the call, my dear. Take care. Bye. Ta-ta. I wouldn't open with that one. <laughs> ah, help me, help me, help me from this squeeze. I got a big fat mama try to save me. Oh, I love to live so pleasantly. Live this life of luxury. Lazing on a sunny afternoon Nearly, nearly just in the summertime Morning, Celia! Morning, Ian. What have you got for us, my dear? Um, now that I've excited you with my singing, <laughs> and I was singing directly, I was looking directly in your eyes. It was passionate. Yeah. I was being very passionate there, looking directly in your eyes. And the whole, the whole arena of fifty, the fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety-nine other people in the arena disappeared. It was just you and me. Yeah. Just you and me there. And then I took you backstage, and we peeled off our clothes right. and we made love. Okay. Sorry. Move on. Okay. Sorry, Celia. What have you got for us? Yeah, songs with wang in the title. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, boss. I was not expecting that. Yes, Celia, go on. Right. It's a it's a, a northern soul tune by the Dramatics, and it's called Inky Dinky Wang Dang Do. No, <laughs> no, that's not real. The Dramatics. It is real. Inky Dinky Wang Dang Do. Inky Dinky Wang Dang Do. Right now, hang on. Uh, are you are you an old northern soul girl? Yeah. Okay. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Well, I love the idea of this. Here we go. Do you mean this one? Oh yeah. This is good. Listen to that beautiful crackle. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, baby. I bet you do. Oh, zigzag zoom. Slinky slanky. Slinky slanky. I don't even know where. <laughs> <laughs> Inky dinky wing wanger. What, what is it again, <laughs> Celia? Inky dinky wang dang do. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I need to get you know, hold of that. You know Dermot O'Leary turns out these turgid uh, Dermot O'Leary albums where it's like his songs he's picked. Well, we're having the uh, Ian Lee uh, Three Counties Radio Wang album. <laughs> Get his, oh, and this is what it's called, Put Celia. It on vinyl, though. It's going to be on vinyl and CD, and this is what it's going to be called. And I think we can say this on the radio, but I'm, I get the engines running. Ian Lee presents Get Your Wang Out. That's what we're going to. That's what we're calling it, Celia. Thank you. I mean, I, when when um, Kiri phoned, it was Kiri phoned up. In yeah. a, I'm in a pitiful state. It was it was it was shocking, really. Um, She's a mother as well. Who would have thought that it would have generated two shows worth of... I'm going to use the word content, even though it doesn't actually apply, but two shows worth of content. Someone should have cleaned their stylist before they put this up on YouTube. I saw. <laughs> Ah, dearie me. Well, well, there we go. What a show. Uh, have we had... Uh, have we got any texts, Catherine? I don't know. I'm can... just trying to look up uh, Inky Dinky Wang Dang Do on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it's pretty rare. <laughs>
Here we go. Uh, Ant suggests instead of charging 5p for a carrier bag, shops should just stop supplying them. Oh, Ooh, draconian. Oh, yeah. Liking your styles. Um, yeah. Some helpful um, travel news from Dave in Sundon. Stationery from work. Okay. Oh, hang on. That should be free. He spelled stationary wrong. I thought he meant okay. that he was stuck in traffic. Okay, that's great. Stationary from work. Oh, stuff you're supposed to pay for. Yeah. Oh, we'll tell you what, we'll do that tomorrow. We'll carry that over tomorrow. Dealey, you can get some magic on that, please. Stuff that you currently get for free, but actually, thinking about it, you probably should pay for. Oh, yes, all of the envelopes and the pens that we've we've got here. Yo, definitely. Well, Adam in Hemel says, I always take loads of free pens and paper from hotels when we have meetings and tea bags and coffee sachets oh. and sometimes sugar. No, this is, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow's show. You're, you're witnessing tomorrow's show being born in front of our eyes. Stuff that you currently get for free that actually you should probably pay for. Stay tuned, it'll be happening tomorrow. But right now, let's get a little bit of the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Seeing still really slow on the M1, heading north from Hemel Hempstead up towards Luton at Junction 10. A little unsure as to the reasons behind that. M1 southbound slow from 13 down towards Luton. In Luton, the Dunstable Road's partially blocked because of an accident that's happened by the car dealership at Waller Avenue. And the A4146, the Stoke Hammond Bypass, partially blocked southbound, south of Water Eaton after a crash. There's a queue from the A5. Had reports there are long delays in Rickmansworth uh, because of a broken down car. Uh, in fact, it's uh, an Accidents on Scotts Hill, we think, causing the long queues of an hour on the A412. Anti-clockwise M25, slow in patches from the M1 down towards the M40. And as for trains, no reported delays now. James Warley, BBC Three Counters Radio. James, thank you very much. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff indeed. I can't believe how miserable it is outside. Is it? I don't know if it's raining, but it's windy. Very, very windy. Oh, boy, do you know what? I'm going to enjoy... I've got a, a, a poo machine at home. She's called a dog. I'm going to enjoy taking the poo machine for a walk in this weather. Beautiful. Thank you, Shags. Thank you, Kath Dealey. So good to have you back. More of this rubbish tomorrow at six. Until then, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Do you think it's time to take away some pensioners' bus passes and winter fuel allowance? The Taxpayers' Alliance has told the BBC that now is the time to save money by taking away some pensioners' bus passes and winter fuel allowance. The organisation has joked that it's a good time to make the cuts as by the next election some pensioners will have passed away and others will have forgotten which government made the cuts. But whilst the Alliance recognises some pensioners rely on the bus pass and winter fuel allowance, they argue others simply don't need it at all. Well, I want to hear from you today. Do you think it is time to take away some pensioners' bus passes and winter fuel allowance? Call me. Here's my telephone number. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. You'll call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Lee Agnew. Work will continue this morning to fill a large sinkhole which appeared in St Albans. People who live in Fontmel Close have been unable to return to their homes since the collapse last Thursday. It's been confirmed the hole is on the site of a former clay pit. Peter Hobbs from the British Geological Survey says there needs to be a wider investigation. I can't say that there aren't chances of further holds, but uh, I don't think there's need for panic. I think uh, there should be investigations now to, to see how far the workings went and also are there any other voids in the area. 
A 16-year-old boy has been knocked down by a car and killed in Buckinghamshire. The accident happened near the rugby club in Western Turville on Saturday evening. A man from High Wycombe and two others are due to go on trial today, accused of an alleged beheading plot. Meanwhile, a man arrested at Luton Airport is also due to stand trial for terror offences. Carol Abercrombie has the details. 19-year-old Yusuf Shah Syed was arrested in raids three days before Remembrance Sunday last November. He and two other men are accused of plotting to carry out a beheading. Meanwhile, Yahya Rashid from Wilsdon is accused of helping to smuggle people into Syria and will appear at Woolwich Crown Court. He was arrested by police at Luton Airport after landing on a plane from Turkey. Shoppers will have to pay at least five pence for plastic bags at supermarkets and large shops from this morning. The government hopes it will cut their use by 80%. Finton Hastings is from the British Retail Consortium. We've already seen a significant drop in the number of plastic bags used in England since 2006. We've gone down by about a third, so we are seeing progress. But if we want to see the major progress we've seen in the other parts of the UK, between 70 and 80% reductions, a charge seems to be the way to go based on experience there. A disabled woman from Dunstable says the council won't install an outside plug socket so she can charge her mobility scooter. Teresa Howe is currently running an extension cable out of her flat window. But she says the council told her that plug sockets for scooters don't come into their budget. Being in the position that I'm in, I can't move into sheltered accommodation because I'm not old enough, which would be suitable for me. So I'm stuck in the property that I'm in and you would think that they would be willing to put in a 